The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please? America, you've got a dog that needs walking. That's right, sunshine. Just put on a big pot of strong coffee and get ready to type your little hate mail with your opinions about kumbaya and flat earth insanity. Stand up comedy? You want stand up comedy? Well, we got, well, we've got sit down comedy. It's time for Coffee with the Dog. You make me laugh. Yeah, I'm still looking for stuff. You just laugh on your own. Figure it. Just act like I said something funny. Oh, that's the problem right there. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Well, maybe I'm having precognition or... uh, Apple-Domus moment. Maybe that's still there. Apple-Domus. The, uh... <clears throat> yeah, maybe it's the coffee. No, it's not the coffee. Oh, good morning, folks. It is uh, someday in the middle of the week there. Probably Wednesday. It is Wednesday, October 25th, 2023. Uh, he caught a really rough opening. I'm going to blame it on uh, William G.D., uh, just confusing me this morning. Um, congratulations to the Texas Rangers and the Arizona D-backs who will be playing in the World Series this year. I think that means Chris Russo, formerly of Mad Dog, uh, Mike and the Mad Dog here in New York City, based out of FAN Radio. Uh, I think Chris Russo, who went to Sirius like 25 years ago, is going to retire. He, he laid down the gamut that if uh, if the D-backs won last night, he would retire on the spot. Now, I thought he retired by going to Sirius. Listen, nobody, nobody I know in the in this whole world goes to Sirius uh, Radio, Sirius XM now, to listen to sports talk. WFAM was the biggest radio talk show, sports talk show uh, channel on the planet at the time he left. And then he went into obscurity. But there was a story yesterday that he was threatening. Threatening. Like, who? that's not a threat to anybody. Anyway, good morning. Uh, Hurricane Otis is devastating Acapulco. It's Acapulco Mamageddon uh, or something like that. Uh, I'm just giving you a rundown of the crappy news in the world here before we get started. Um, We still don't have a Speaker of the House. And I know people, yeah, a lot of people turned off by politics, but it's part of the world we live in, folks. Politics is uh, is exists. And America does not have a Speaker of the House for the first time in our history, but it's almost the entire month of October. I think they're on their fifth, the Republicans are on their fifth. Um, let's try this guy. 
and it's not working out. And this guy, Tom Emmer, who Trump seemed, first of all, he was a guy who worked with Trump on trying to turn over, uh, overturn the election results. And then he was anti-Trump. And then because Trump uh, endorsed him for Speaker of the House, he was pro-Trump. And then Trump took that endorsement away. I think Trump is enjoying the chaos. I think he's, he's, it's feeding his narcissism to know that all this has so much to do with him and people are just trying to please him in the worst way and he's fucking it up over and over again and kind of using that as a distraction from all the legal shit he's going through. But it's a it's a total clusterfuck. Anyway, speaking of clusterfucks, let's bring the gentleman in and uh, talk about clusterfucking. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Are you, are you hearing an echo? Yeah. I'm not. There is a slight echo, yes. I don't know what that's all about. Let me quit. Maybe it's quick time. Maybe that. Well, anyway, anyway, good morning. Well, um, morning. Mind dog coffee. I don't always drink coffee. The one I do, I get the shit. Mind dog coffee. Good for you. Uh, my brother should hook up with you and, and figure out what the, the secret to getting the shits is. Because he wants the shits. He just can't get the shits. Or he's just probably making his coffee too weak. That's all. Brand, brand of brand flakes. Brand flakes. That'll be extra brand flakes in your coffee. Right. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. <laughs> this could, this be, could a be a pain in the ass. ass. I want to talk about hemorrhoids. Okay. <laughs> it where I grew up in, in, in a, a time where people said, "Oh, I got hemorrhoids," or I, they say, "I have hemorrhoids," but we all have hemorrhoids. We all have hemorrhoids. But what, when you say I have hemorrhoids, it means you have a flare up. It means you're aware. It means you're aware of them finally. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Do you it's know like sinuses? Do you know the? This is a new segment we're calling. What's what's the purpose? Yeah. Do you know the purpose of hemorrhoids? What what? Why they exist? Why we have them? I mean, uh, isn't it like to protect the anal gland from injury? Or that, further injury? Fucking Willie. It's like a fucking doctor over here. Get Ethology. Well, it's not really. I mean, listen, bro. I, I know a lot of different stuff, man. I keep trying to tell people. <laughs> but that's, that's really. Hemorrhoids are part of the normal anatomy of the anus and lower rectum. They act as cushions to protect the anal skin from passage of stool. Hemorrhoids usually are not a problem, but they can become a problem if they swell, bleed, or protrude. This is how we want to start our morning. Uh, yeah, I mean, bro, you started the show this way. I can't. I, <laughs> hey, I'm all for it, though. That's great. Well, that's Nothing the kind like of little shit talking in the morning, you know. Yeah, well, this is the kind of show we're in for today. I thought we I might as well kind of uh, get in the, in the proper headspace for it. Because I think this is the kind of show we have. We have one guest coming on, Jeffrey Friend. You've got a friend in me. Is he uh, funnier than Tom Segura? No, I don't think he is. Uh, but let's let's get that out of the way. Why not? Let's let's get that out of the way. Where is? Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, 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 no. I no, I I want to talk about my trophy. I won. I don't want to talk about Tom Segura. I never want to talk about Tom Segura. Wait. Let's talk about you your want trophy. Comedians who are funnier than Segura. What happened? 
you can't see that I'm playing. It's funny. In time, uh, t- comedians who are funny in times of great. It's fine. Let's put this put thing, thing to rest. It's finally, finally I mean, all, all joking all aside, it's been a good sport, but it's time to really um, play this thing to rest. It's time to honor our own call man uh, for being funny. Yeah, Carl. <laughs> Carl. Yeah. Love him. What? You don't seem happy. GD. What's with the trophy? You had a trophy there. Um, it I looks did. Like I, I actually, yeah, because Tom, I, anger. You broke it. it you broke your yeah, trophy. I, yeah, it's, rage. The Tom Segura uh, rage. I, I just don't know what I'm going to break next. Just, violence is not the answer. That and I just, I just won this trophy. For what? It doesn't matter anymore. For be, being funnier than Tom Segura? Finally. That's what they <laughs> gave it to me for last night. <laughs> It wasn't really that they they said this is the uh, funnier than Tom Segura trophy. Yes, yes, it was an wow. open mic. It was an open mic, and 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 I they gave it to me. The fans, those fans, the fans gave it to me, and wow. now I have to get, try to earn another one. Well, uh, I thought you'd be happy for Carl. Carl just uh, got on. You know, we should yeah, try and we should have like yeah. a Carl, funnier than trophy, Tom Carl. Segura here's competition. Here's Tom. Here's your uh, Carl. Here's your trophy. Here, come and get it. All right. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yesterday, uh, we had a Blue Angel on in the morning. We he did. He didn't seem that blue to me. Maybe it was just the lighting, but it seemed, the water. seemed like a white angel to me. But that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then Tom, I caught Tom Segura uh, talking about how how. Uh, the Blue Angels took him uh, all along for a ride, and uh, it was he trying to make it like it was a big mystery, like they invited him. They didn't invite him. No, I've seen a number of comedians like get rides with uh, uh, yeah, other yeah. pilots and stuff. You yeah. request it, and they give you they'll, they'll grant access, and you don't have to be a comedian. But he wanted to make it. He was trying to make it seem like the Blue Angels reached out to him, and uh, like fuck you, dude. Anyway, anyway, we were, at, we're we talking had, about Blue Angels, and I, I you know, I, you know it, it, coincidentally enough, he was on it, and, and uh, I mentioned it to Willie, and yeah. Willie wants to take a ride with the Blue Angels, and we're going to try to hook that up uh, and, and get like a some kind of video that we could use for it, and then rub Tom Segura's nose in it and say, Willie Conway's a comedian. Uh, that is funnier than Tom Segura. And we also have another comedian on the show daily. Um, and so, and, and one of our guys has actually uh, ridden along with the Blue Angels. So why don't you come on and argue with us about shit? That's what, that's my, uh, my take. Right, yeah. No, I, I, I have piloted it. I have flown a Cessna. You were an instructor, I thought. I, well, yeah, but before I was an instructor, I flew a Cessna. A Cessna. That's yeah. not like a. Uh, okay. that's a that's, it is a real plane. Yes, it is yeah. a real plane. It has, it's a prop plane. It's a, like a single engine, a, engine plane. Yes. Yeah. You, you got to wind like it up with something. What do you, you do? Not, you, you get like a really is, tight rubber band. Really <laughs> tight. Yeah. You, have to, you have to get the double knots. Otherwise, you're not getting off the ground. Yeah. Did you ever have one of those rubber band oh, planes when you were yes, yes, kid? Yes. 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 What I did. When I was. My wife, my wife and I used to have these cookouts at our house, multi generational cookouts once a year, and I would bring out toys. I would purchase toys from our childhood so that the kids could see what it was like for us, so to speak. And one one year, I had the the balsam wood airplane, 
and I gave them to the kids. Like, you know, I don't know if you remember, they did not fly right when they first when you first put them together. You had to tweak them, bend them, and so yeah. they're like throwing them. They're like crashing, and they're like, I don't understand. What do you do now? I said, you go pick it up and you throw it again. You know, and and now the older people were like losing their shit because they're like having their second childhood. It's like, no, let me show you how you do this. You know, it's, it was great for for us. All right, the first reel that we, I produced from yesterday, mind-blowing speeds of military jets, and I don't know what it says after this. It says dot, dot, dot. That reel on, uh, did a collective 6,000 views yesterday, which is not bad. But the second one I did uh, was, um, what's the name of it? The high-stakes responsibility of aircraft carrier landings. Uh 144. <laughs> now, why? Just, just what? 144 okay. views? Yes. Now, what's, what's the average? What's your average? Like, for example, on my TikTok, my average is like 240, 250. And then once in a while, I'll get one that gets like the 67,000. TikTok, the I'm like be... 70. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. around okay. 70. But I, is that, man, TikTok and most of that, that is you, you, to be honest. <laughs> TikTok, You're the TikTok only one who likes yeah. my TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I don't I, even have I, TikTok I anymore. So I, I, TikTok will send me a note letting me know that I can get more views, you know, after like they'll release it. So one will go like 67,000 and then the next one will be like 18. And then they'll send me a note saying that I can get more views if I, you know, sign up for their boost program and shit. Yeah. And how much does that cost? I, I don't give a shit. And what is Don't that know. like? Is that real views or is that like robot? It's just like a no. It's supposed to be the, the statistics say individuals, and it'll t- tell me like I'm an individual view. So like if I have sixty-seven thousand views on something, it'll say like um forty-eight thousand individual views, which means the other ones are people who repeated it. It'll tell you how many. Yeah, I don't trust these view counts on any of these fucking. Things. <laughs> so, well, I tried to see if I could like fool it by like because I have three accounts. And by logging in with a different account, and it wouldn't count my views from a different account. Because it just it goes by IP address. It'll look up. I think so. Yeah, going by the same computer. Well, that's a good thing. Because uh, I don't want I don't want fake numbers. I want right. to know what what what's really happening. So it's hard, hard right. to keep. I want to know how many people are ignoring me. Right. I'm I'm looking forward to hate mail. I can't wait to read some hate mail. I'm uh, I'm putting together a bunch of. See, it's, it's just. Because I don't, when I read it, it automatically goes, after I read it, it automatically goes to, I got this rule set up in my mail where it automatically sends it to the uh, ready to delete folder. So going back, I don't have a lot of them and uh, I have to kind of undo that rule. But I was going to be putting together some uh, classic hate mail as part of like a new segment to do. Yes, yes. Pain in the ass using two computers for it because that's what I have to do. Um, Yeah. Cause I mean, I you know people may not get it, but like, um, hate, hate to me, hate mail is just like, dude, like it's a it's a joy I, I like in my it. heart, really. Yeah. Like, like well, oh, I've turned hate. the corner to where it really it really tickles my fancy. I, I find hate hate mail amusing because a lot of people go out of their way to imply something that they want to call me, but they won't say it. And they right. use like it's like it's just one word. Just write the word. Just say the word. And well, like, I got one well, yesterday that, that said, uh, and they always they always try to. It's, it's like there's a, a fucking thing about uh, making fun of my name. Something you know, 
nappy head. Uh, I get all all that kind of stuff. I, it was one of those with the yesterday. bald head. You get nappy head with the bald head. How was yeah. that? Because well, they my name. They take it out of my name, or or, so or they K nap, or um, you know, some stupid like that. Nat Mappo. Just fuck it. I don't know why. Thing, if I was going to distort your name, I would try to distort it with Napo and Valley. You know. Yeah. Uh, somehow, but, I don't so know. So it said, uh, it said, you're a dick. I don't know who ever told you you were funny. Uh, your mother told me I was funny. <laughs> I was cracking. You wanna, your, yeah, mother, oh your mother. Your mother. Your mother did. In New York, yeah. uh, when you grow up, the, you learn that the only comeback yeah. is your mother. Your mother. Your mother. Yeah. So anyway. Not for nothing. It was your mother. <laughs> Not for nothing. Right. Not for nothing. Anyway, uh, why don't we get know, off of mom's? Because I just got off of yours last yours. night, eh? <laughs> so, I mean, the hate mail uh, is generally pretty simple. One line is that I have had some love mail. It's not funny. There's nothing Aww. funny about it. Uh, but love it, it, the love mail seems to be over the top poetic prose. Like they they, they want to write like. Three paragraphs when it's when it's and there's not a lot of it, believe me. I don't get that a lot, but when it does come in, it's like uh, it's like they're trying to write a book or trying to impress you or something. And then the hate mail comes back and it's like two lines, you or you know one line. You suck. <laughs> yeah, you know? I, what I, what annoys me is the compliments I get, but they're in the wrong place. Like they'll see a video I've done and then they'll send me a text or an email telling me how funny yeah. the video was. Like, no, yeah, well, like comment there. on the video. Yeah. yeah, comment on the video. Share it if you like it that much. That'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we, we got to keep pushing it. Why is this? I have a mouse for this computer to, and the cursor showing up over here. Keep moving it. Uh, go to the next frame. I, I screwed shit up this morning with uh, whatever we were doing earlier. Uh, but yeah, we need to get more engaged, more people. And it didn't work yesterday by asking them to do it. I I tried not to be. Tell them they because. better not. Tell them they better not do it. So you yeah, better please, not. Please. Don't even. Don't even think about fucking shit. <laughs> I'll come Wait. over. I'll come over to your house and I will do things to your dog you would not imagine. Don't you think right. about. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't. <laughs> yeah. Britney Spears is finally telling her story, and it's dark. What do you think? Uh, I think we all already knew that. Yeah, I, I just did When she, she took an umbrella and started stabbing a car. What was that? She was stabbing a car? I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember when she shaved her head and she took that like table umbrella and was like stabbing the windshield of that car with it? Yeah. I think I was trying to marijuana that day, to be honest Bro. with you. I, oh, I probably yeah. didn't. On a weekday? I'm sure you were. Probably. A weekday? Yeah. That was a long time ago. Who knows what day it was? It was you know, Saturday. I, 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 trying to marijuana now. I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's stores in New York where you can actually go and buy the marijuana legally. But not in your neighborhood. Yeah, that's, no, yeah. not in my neighborhood. It's kind of far away. But here's the thing: you have to be 21 years old. And yeah, I'm much older than that, so I probably right. So, I. You know, I don't know why they make it so you have to be. Oh, you can only buy it one year in your life legally. Anyway, so I'm standing outside the store with cash, 
And I see trying to get girl, these twenty-one-year-olds to buy right, you some weed. Right, right. So I, I see this girl. I ask, her, "Are you twenty-one? Uh, can we? Can you do something for me?" And I go to hand her cash. Next thing I know, I'm getting arrested for solicitation. Now, no, no, no. See, okay, listen. This is how you stop yourself from getting arrested for solicitation. You just need to have a camera guy with you. Now you're asking her if she wants to shoot a porn, and that's totally illegal. That's oh, totally that's legal. Totally well, it wasn't about porn. It was about it was about buying marijuana legal. No, but I just I just want you to, so you can get out of these charges, and you can be like, we were going to use my phone as a camera. I'll get you out of these charges. That's my. Well, it turns out that in, when you're in a holding cell, you meet guys who can get you much better marijuana. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is some pretty good weed available in the joint. I mean, why do you think you got that name? Oh, the joint. Is that why you got that name? I never know. The now, joint. I, the best the best weed I ever got I got from cops. I used to party with cops <laughs> back when I was in my twenties. And this no, this is this was when I was in my twenties. I used to my drinking buddies were police officers. Um white police officers. And I don't know why they had to have they, all had, like, they had to have a black friend and it was me. And right. I was like, I, I, you know, it's like we don't beat them all. So right. in, case, in case they got in trouble for shooting one on an unarmed one, they could say, "We have a black friend. We're not racist." Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, not we're not racist. Yeah, yeah you're no, their yeah, character witness when they got to go on trial for their racist behavior. Yeah. So we used to get high off of the stuff that they didn't turn in. So, <laughs> and they would only not turn in the good stuff. Well, I I know a thing or two about racism. Believe me. Uh, one time I got beat up by like 12 guys who were in the KKK and they beat the hell out of me. I spent like a week in the hospital. It was brutal. It was the worst initiation ever. Uh, <laughs> really didn't get that. He's, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm having audio issues. I'm trying to fix it. Oh. Well, yeah, uh, please fix it because we can still hear you. No. As far as uh, you're not being this much louder than everybody else, I I, I put my I put see my, I'm I put my mic out further instead of curling it. I put it. I don't think yeah. the echo issue though is due to what I was doing this. No, morning. I don't think that is either. But there's something wrong with my dad. Can you hear me uh, still? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. And the echo's gone away. Oh. Anyway, if you're watching it, did the echo go away? Yeah. Oh no, no, it's back. It was gone away for a second there. Um. Why? Here's a story. Now I don't. I don't know what to make of this. Earth. Oh, Earth. Close to risk tipping points that will damage our ability to deal with climate crisis once you win. Now, how many times have we heard this, that it, you know, where you have the, until this date, this year, to start working on climate change? I don't think, I, I think that that part of it fuels the climate change denial stuff. When they keep telling you, well, right. you have till midnight Thursday to really work on this <laughs> shit. Right. And then nothing happens on, on Thursday. Like, well, hey, well the scary truth the about scary it truth is, is that one of these times, uh, uh, that time of day is going to be true. 
because I, I you know, I think that we passed the point of being really effective, you know, quite some time ago. Yeah, I, yeah, y'all agree. I don't, I don't think we'll. I think we're past that point anyway. I, I think at this point, what we're trying to do is what, what they say, mitigate the damages or something. You know, just right. Yeah, so it's not right, as yeah. bad because, like, right now, you look at the way the animals have already started to adjust, which means we're in shit trouble. But the animals don't adjust until they have to. You know, but they're you know, like the bugs are coming out at the wrong time of year. The, the, the flowers well, are coming out at the wrong time of year. They're starting to adjust. We're also evolving as a people. You know, there's a there's a whole city that they built in the Middle East that's in case. You know what I mean? Like 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 they're putting a whole town. I forget what the name of it is, but there's like a whole town in the Middle East. They, like everything about what people live and work and do or whatever is going to be within this. Ginormous building that goes miles long. You know what I mean? And like everybody's going to live and work within this community. There's going to be an air exchange system or whatever, but you stay inside the community. Are you talking about the tunnels that Hamas has under under Gaza? No, no. (laughs) No. Do some uh, research, get some clarity around this issue, and report back. Yeah, uh, yeah no, yeah. Uh, I'll, uh, tomorrow, I'll definitely bring to, um, the name of it and stuff tomorrow. Um, but what I what I mean by that is like technology is advancing to a point that, and I think that this is kind of where we're at. I think where we're at is this a technology race to see what the survivability is going to be of whatever happens. In my uh, opinion, I think that that's think really that's more really so where we're at. we're at. Is technology going to catch, catch up and help and us help be able to survive, survive whatever, whatever catastrophe, catastrophe we've set up for set ourselves? Up for ourselves. Hmm. Now, now, Willie is going to be either really prepared because of his lack of uh, internet connection, so he will have already figured out how to survive, or he will be screwed because he won't know the end is here because he'll be the last to find out. <laughs> I know, right? I this know, lag is killing lag. me, bro. <laughs> what What about the um, your GD with your well water stuff? Uh, uh, do, you, what, do you protect that well somehow? I mean, from I mean, how do how do I would never hear the well water would kill me in a day. I'm certain. Even my tap water would kill me in a day. But well, in, in theory, in theory, since the well, the water is so deep in the ground that Mother Earth has been acting like a filter, you know, so that the water that comes out, that comes down at that depth is pretty clean. And I, we have it tested. My wife and I have the water tested on a regular basis. Uh, As a matter of fact, we have test kits and I keep the results in my computer. And my water has like an IQ of 138. So my water is very smart. smart (laughs) It's not genius water. Yeah, it's not genius water, but it is smart. And and we have running through a filter, um, a pure filter, and that also boosts its IQ by getting out some of the lead. And when you get the lead out, the IQ points rise. So that's <laughs> yeah, everybody everybody knows that. That's is, it, is that what's wrong out. with me? Is that I've been drinking tap water, dude? I went over to somebody's house uh, when I was back in South Dakota, and um, and I asked for something to drink, and they're like, "Oh, I don't really have anything." I'm like, "Well, can I get a glass?" And I'll just get some tap water, and they're like, 
oh gross like like they like made a face and everything at me and they couldn't believe that i was willing to just drink tap water and i was like listen so when i was in prison i worked in the archives department where we um we put newspapers on microfilm and one of the newspapers we did was the local paper and while i was perusing that as i filmed it i saw that we hadn't passed a water test in the town that the prison was in for like eight years you know what i mean i'm like oh yeah that's fucking great we're all just fucking drinking the shit out of this fucking water every fucking day and like none of us know that it's not even fucking up to fucking par. Great, fabulous. My tap water would kill you in a week if anybody, you know, if you drank tap water here, you'd be dead in a week. It's really, it's terrible. It's, I mean, I, I'd it's, like to think yeah, I've built up like a tolerance at this point. That's why I never got COVID. That's why I never got COVID. You never got COVID? Wow. Did you ever get COVID, GD? No, I've never tested positive for COVID. Even when my mother died of COVID, no one else in the house uh, tested positive when my mother did. Wow. Wow. One of the few people I know who never got it. I don't, I got to ask around because if I know anybody else who never got it. I, got like I mean, five. to to be fair, to there be was fair, like I didn't get I didn't like I never really got sick, and there's some people that uh that say that I must have had it and just was like asymptomatic, didn't know it, whatever. And I mean, I'm not saying that that didn't happen or couldn't happen, but I definitely never got sick. Uh, and anytime I think I only got tested like maybe four or five times, you know, since the whole shebang happened, you know. Um, so, um. Um, but but yeah, but yeah, I think the most surprising time for me was uh, when my mom had it and no one else in the house had it. That that was, but that was also tough for us to kind of swallow. But. You got a cool digital delay effect on if you were singing like um, I don't know seventies music or something. But. Great, go ahead, go. get some Jefferson Airplane going yeah, or something, something in the mic settings there is is fucking with you. But uh, I mean, do you want me to leave and come back? You could do try that, but I'm not. I sure. think it's, I'm I'm almost sure it's me. It has to be me. If you ask my wife, I'm almost always wrong. With BAGD, I mean, so of course it's you. Maybe right. there's, yeah, maybe yeah. There's an echo in your mouth. Maybe it's kind of you know as you speak. I mean, I glued my teeth in super good. Yeah, it could be. It could be a naturally occurring thing. Like that's just the way he sounds. You walk up to him on the street and he sounds just like this. Right. Yeah. That's why they call me. Hey, I've never met him in person. That's why they call me really two times. We'll ask Craig Johnson. Craig Johnson's the only one who actually met him in person. Has actually ever been in the same room with Willie. Hugged me even. I, even, I got a Craig Johnson hug, which is a great hug, by the way. He's a great hugger. How tall is he compared to you? Is he he's like a tall gentleman. He, he's, a, he's a big fella. Oh, speaking of hugging, I, according to the script for my Saturday night uh, theatrical performance, I got to do a lot of hugging of the crowd, of crowd people before, like an ad lib thing where I'm walking around hugging people. Nice. Not, not my thing. Nice. I, but it's all like it's like the mobster bro hug though you know what i mean they don't got to be hug hugs you know they're like you know, the shoulder do. hugs but if you want to make it interesting put something like this in your crotch right in your pants and hug everybody tight <laughs> but <laughs> i mean and maybe <laughs> come here. Come here, that would be funny that would that would be really funny but maybe Maybe really show that disdain in your character, Matt. You can really, 
you know, uh, like he could really have this look on his face of like, I shouldn't even have to be hugging these fuckers, you know? Yeah. There's like, a lot of lines. And then I'm not, I'm not really concerned about memorizing the lines. I'm concerned about memorizing the cues because there's a lot of space in between my lines and the other dialogue going on. And I'm, right. concerned, I'm right. concerned that I'm going to miss a cue and people are going to be looking at me like, oh, yeah. Line. yeah, yeah, I mean, because of my inexperience, that's probably one of my biggest worries, but I feel like I'll catch on to it. It's like because, uh, you know, I've watched enough videos and stuff to know that, like, you know, you have to memorize what that last line they're thrown at you is. You know what I mean? Like, so it's a, a 14 page PDF for like an hour show. And oh, wow. I'm, I'm speaking from the beginning. I'm one of the first people speaking and one of the last people speaking. So it's, and, you know, so I'm a little nervous. I could end up embarrassing myself and making a fool out of myself. And maybe it will be my first dinner theater show and last dinner theater show. I'm pretty sure it will probably be my last no matter what. Right. But, so I did PDF some improv dinner theater. It's super fun. So the PDF script is, well, that's what paid the film or something? Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. PDF stand for? Uh, Put down. Oh, okay. Put down F. Fork. <laughs> dinner put theater. Put down fork. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> dinner theater, so maybe that's that's the, that's the idea. Put down the fork. Um, so you have yeah. to hug people. You have to hug dinner people theater. Dinner theater people. Yes. In the audience. Yes. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like that's okay. Ah, oh, that could yeah. be awkward. Or, you know, because they have to consent to being hugged, right? You can't just, like, grab them and say, hug me. No, that, they're not expecting it. They're not. It's basically you're taking them by surprise. It's a, it's a, like a mafia dinner theater type of thing. So right. it's like a murder mystery. Dude, that, oh, my God. So is this like, um, is this like one of those, uh, what's that thing called? Uh, Let's do the time warp. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Kind where everybody like, comes dressed as the characters, they're all dressed. Is everybody yeah, audience dressed like I mafia? Think so. I think so. Yes. Well, yeah. So, so yeah. yeah so, with yeah. when I did improv I did dinner improv theater, theater, I did one I called did one Finnegan's called Finnegan Farewell, and the setup was that it was a funeral and the reception after the funeral. And the will was read at the reception of the funeral. And so, like, the people that came to the show, there were there were players that was, like, the wife and the children of the, the dead guy, you know, and his co-workers. There were players, but they were mixed into the crowd that came to the funeral. And also, like, there was, there was a cast member at every table for the reception of the funeral um and which was super fun that is to the profits a real paying customer could be sitting there yeah well yeah but you do that because and and so what will happen what what we did is so you would have a cast member that that was their table and like pre pre-dinner um, your job was to entertain your table. You know what I mean? So, like, you're basically, do, you know, being the entertainment for seven or eight people because they were pretty big tables. That would not work with me because I'm not a naturally uh, sociable guy. And Yeah. And, dude, one time the producer really tried to burn me. 
And uh, because my character was a postal worker that worked with the deceased, and um, he tried to burn me by, uh, he knew that there was a group of postal workers that came to the show, and he sat them all at the same table and then sat me at their table. And uh, and I swear it was a movie to try and burn me, but what he didn't know is I had done a lot of research on postal workers before doing the show in case I got any stupid questions professor, I, I have to, i hate to interrupt professor but i have to ask you said you were a postal worker who worked with the deceased like you delivered mail to dead people no 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 so the guy who was supposed to be dead for the show like because it was finnegan's farewell it was about a guy's funeral oh okay you were the and so like i was someone who had worked mail. with him as a he was a postal worker we were postal workers we delivered together. Not like this, oh, where we're kind of okay. delivering apart. Okay, because your, sis, your, sis, your sentence said, I was the postal worker for the deceased, which I thought meant like I mean, you delivered I mean, dead people's mail. I mean, I do I do deliver messages to dead people, but I do that on seances, and that's that's a totally different gig. Okay. Does it pay more? Pay Substantially more. more. Some, that one dude that Zinn tried to hook me up with has a residency in Las Vegas, which is that's all he does is and nothing is talk to dead people, to dead send messages, people, right. give you messages it's, it's from dead people. Psychics who you know the audience, uh, oh, well, you know, or uh, they stand up and he basically says, Oh, yeah, I'm, I see a male energy around you, uh, maybe a father or grandfather. Or a brother, somebody pet. Oh yeah, does he take to the letter M? Or you know, you know anybody <laughs> that kind of. You know, right. you know yeah. that's a white seance because they don't say that at black seances. They don't say like I see a male figure hovering around you. <laughs> no, it's not even a seance. It, what it is is a grip. But nothing, oh, okay. nothing spells legitimate <laughs> like Las Vegas residency. Uh, you know, it's got to be real. If it's a lot, I mean, it's fucking show business at that point. Uh, yeah, my, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go and come me. back and see if that fixes back. my audio problem because I gotta be able to hear you guys better. All right, get yeah. Well. If this I went to a really fortune teller, they, if I went to a fortune teller, they wouldn't say I see a male figure hovering around you. They would say I see male figures hovering around your mother. <laughs> yeah, I should find the letter I wrote to this guy because then. I, yeah, I'm. You don't know Zin. Zin was a guy. He's now banned from this program and kind of uh, ostracized. I've known him for 15 years. He was on the program for a, a brief time, but he's um he has a, a a show that's all based on spirituality, consciousness, all this kind of stuff. Has psychic right. on and all kinds of. And I am opposed to that. I did that 40 years ago. I've been down that road. But he tried to turn this show into that. Every time he was on, like any time a guest would come on, he'd start talking about consciousness, spirituality, and all that stuff. And I asked him several times, just like, get off of that. Uh, but he tried to hook me up with this guy who he, he believes in the real deal. He's got a, a, a residency in Vegas. And I wrote him a letter asking him to be on the show, but it was really asking him not to be on the show. It's like, listen, before you even consider this, Mike Zinn says you should be. Uh, my guest, but I got to tell you, I'm a, a hardcore cynic, and I think uh, you're a phony piece of shit. And I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play along and be one of these nice guys who says, "Oh yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm gonna put you to the test, hold your feet to the fire, and that kind of stuff." But I, if I could find the letter I sent him, 
it's pretty hysterical how fucking rude I was to the guy. Of course, he never responded whatsoever. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Well, now Willie's a complete... Uh, He's gone black. He's never coming back. Dead to stage. There he is. How about that? Check one, two. Willie, can you hear us? You can't hear us. No, now he's got no. He's like frozen up in. Yeah. I can't get no. Will be action. Can't hear anything. I can't get me. Maybe he can't even see us. Will be action. I have like so delayed. Robotic voices. Well, we can hear. We can. I didn't hear any echo, but it was so low volume. Yeah. Now he fucked things up by leaving, didn't he? Didn't he? Yeah, he did. He made oh. things. He did things worse. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can find that. Talk, talk about something. Well, <laughs> okay. So last night, I uh, I was at an open mic in York, PA, uh, the Doghouse open mic in York, PA, the West York Inn in West York, PA. Might as well give it a plug so we can get some more people there. Uh, and I had a guy in the front row who was not laughing. He would just put his head down. I'd say something, and he would just put his head down and shake like this. Instead of laughing, he would just do this. He would go. And so eventually, I said, I said, are you laughing? And he goes, I can't believe you said that. That's so funny. I said, you know, it would help if you just laugh. I mean, because you're not even showing me your face. You're just, like, putting your head down and doing this. And that doesn't help, you know, comedians. We don't you're know not what to do. Uh, break somebody's habits, though, like that. If he's, if that's his thing... And that's well, yeah, that's how we react. You can't tell, uh, train a person how to react to something funny. Oh no, but it helped me. To, it helped me to interpret. It helped me to interpret. Yeah, that's. I just wanted to know what how how to interpret that. There was a, and there was another lady who who when she laughed, she would laugh in her husband's shoulder. You know, she would turn her head, stick her mouth into the husband's shoulder, and laugh into the shoulder. So you could, you'd only hear this. You go, you hear this. <laughs> Which is uh, it's not it's a little disturbing, I guess. But all right, uh, here's, here's the thing: for uh, Christopher Allen is the guy's name. He's got the uh, residency in Vegas. I originally wrote to him, and then they got back to me and said, "Matt, thank you for reaching out to Christopher Allen. We have received your inquiry about having uh, Christopher become a guest on your podcast. It's not a podcast; it's a radio show. Uh, right. We said." We would be more than happy to consider a guest spot. Please let us know uh, what you are hoping to discuss and schedule your show. And I wrote back, what I wanted to talk to Christopher about was his recipes for German pancakes. <laughs> I certainly want to talk to him about the thing he's known for and apparently has a team working for him to support. Of course, the discussion uh, uh, would uh won't happen because of the, of course, this discussion won't be, happen because of this sarcastic and abusive response, <laughs> abrasive <laughs> response. Of course, I wanted to talk to him about his claim to communicate with spirits. I've interviewed over a thousand psychic uh, mediums over 40 years, and, I currently, and I'm currently a cynic. I have always been that, uh, I have not always been that way, but there's a good chance uh, I won't, uh, and there's a good chance I won't always be this way. Uh, 80% of my audience thinks Christopher is either crazy or a fraud. The other 10% uh, think he has magical powers, and the other 10% range between those extremes. I think uh, he's possibly well-intended 
and honestly believes in whatever crap he does uh, or whatever you want to call it. I have uh, no intent to prove him wrong. And honestly, I would love if he could change my mind. As mentioned above, I highly doubt, uh, I highly doubt he can. Uh, and we'll be considering the offer. Uh, and I doubt you will be considering the offer after reading this. If he has the balls to accept, it would uh, be fun and possibly educational for at least one of us. Uh, <laughs> so, so obviously he didn't get back after that. And did you ever get a good recipe for German pancakes? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, but my grandmother had a, a great recipe, and I think my brother still has it. I should get it from him before he croaks, because uh, damn good. Have you had German pancakes? They're different than regular. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know, because I've eaten a lot of things to impress people. Okay. Uh, you know, when you're dating, you know, when you're dating someone. Food. It's not a breakfast food. It's kind of, uh, it's like a side dish with dinner. Uh, uh, I mean, my, my first fiancé was Polish, so... Now, Carl is What happened, Carl? You went in and out. He went in and, had, and that, that was oh, my audio. Yeah. What happened? Are you there, Carl? Can you hear us, Carl? Yes, uh, sorry. I didn't want to appear straight on screen. Oh, now, now is this Carl? Is this Carl? Did we upgrade to Willie 2.0? Uh, that's uh, that's Willie 2.0. He added we added a beard, we added an English accent, and uh, oh okay. yeah, I'm not, a mess. I'm, not, I'm not a mess. I'm not a mess. Oh okay. See, now, he's, he's got the echo too. Maybe there's something on my end. Did I do something? Yeah. Wrong? Yeah. I can hear myself. I can hear myself. That's so weird. I don't do anything with the settings here. And I don't hear the echo. Let me see if I do this. Will it stop? Checking one two. Try it now. Hello. Hello. Nope, you still got the echo. It's probably me, isn't it? Why don't I switch devices? All right, you could do that. Switch your devices. All right, two sex. We are prisoners of our own devices. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Radio sucks, he says. You know what? I'm glad he said that because I killed the radio feed just to <laughs> test out that uh, echo problem, and now now it's back. But you're not having it, so it can't. No, be. can't. No, be. I don't think it's so. I think it's so. Oh, wait, wait, wait. German pancakes. Now, yeah. German, German pancakes are a lot like uh, potato latkes. Have you had potato latkes? Oh yeah, I love potato latkes. It's like that, but it's like flattened, like a you know German pancakes. Anyways. Really, oh, okay. My grandmother used to make them very good, very good. Uh, but Christopher Allen, no. So, what do you put on them? Because, like a regular pancake, you would put syrup or something. It, what uh, would you put on these? You don't put anything on them. They, they're full of onions and uh, all kinds of like they're, they're extremely flavorful on their own. They don't need any syrup or any. Uh, oh, cool. Cool. I don't know. Okay. Carl can let himself in, I think, whenever he's ready. So, we don't. I don't want to put him in before he's ready because it seems like he has his dick out or something. Um, I'm not sure. It, British, they're always doing something. Parading. Yeah, that would be that's always so. That's so across the pond of him. It's so it's so across the pond, absolutely. We're the only people who get our dicks out anymore. No echo. Culture. You you did away with the echo. That was very good. It must have been my phone, my phone. pissing around. So. You know, maybe that's uh, Willie's problem is, is because he only has a phone. I gotta get him a, a laptop. I have a uh, Chromebook here, 
but Chromebook is tied to your Gmail account. And I don't know how to switch it, like to take my Gmail stuff off of there. But I, I don't know if you ever can. I, I think once I, I think it's like a, um, a navel. I think you're stuck with it for the rest of your life. Now, when you say right. navel, you don't mean like uh, belly button. Oh, yeah, because yesterday we had a navel guy on, but he wasn't a belly button guy. He is a belly button guy. He's an Audi. I can oh. tell. Most pilots are Audis. Anyway, how you been, Carl? Uh, we miss you yeah. here. Yesterday you were honored. Was it yesterday or today? No, it was today you were honored as being funnier than Tom Segura. I don't oh. know if you're even aware. Today, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, but you still got Echo. Yeah, here's your trophy. Here's your trophy, Carl. Thank you. Thank you. But it, I'll, you I'll come and collect it. So you broke, you broke, you broke Carl's trophy? It was. I thought it was my trophy, but apparently they, when they made the announcement, they, they, they did the um, the La La Land or La La Hollywood thing where they announced the wrong person. And so it turns out it was not my trophy. It was right. Carl's trophy, so I broke it. To call oh, Steve Harvey yeah. do that. How does it feel to be honored? Didn't Steve Harvey do that in like a Miss Universe or something also? I'm asking Carl a question. Hmm. Sit down. Carl, how does it feel... <laughs> How does it feel to be honored as being funnier than Tom Segura? Uh, I don't, it, it just felt well. I feel that I should be given all awards, even though I don't think awards are meaningful in any way. Um, I think I should get them. So thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks to my mother right. yeah. for having a pussy that let me out of it. Wow. That's a, a little bitter about poor dear old mom, but we'll, we'll go no, with thank, that. I said thank you. Yeah, but the whole pussy that let me out of it stuff is I don't know. Anyway, uh, we were expecting a shitty show today. Um, cause and you got have, one. <laughs> I only have one guest uh, scheduled and it's for 10.15. And I told the guys, you might want to take off the first hour because it's going to be shitty. But they they had but to be here. Fair, fair we're, missing we're out. We're here for you. I appreciate that. I'm, but I'm used to sucking by myself. I don't. Well, something weird going on. I don't have that kind of and you, and you flexibility. Do, and you do suck, but it's good if we collectively suck. Right now, you're yeah, doing something with uh, our friend Jamie Dykes. Is uh, is uh, is he back in the game or no? This is just a one. He's not in the game. Briefly, I mean, I, yeah, we're going to do something next Tuesday briefly on Halloween, and then I'm going to his place next Friday, a week Friday on the November third. Uh, uh, and what do you, what's the, uh, what's the agenda? Just a, a drinking podcast? Is, is got any extra guests coming on? Any, other... uh, we might, we might do something a bit different if we've got time. I don't know what, what time he's got. So we'll see what time he's hours away. By the time I get there, we'll see what time it is and what we can do. But yeah, we'll do a couple of things. Forgive my ignorance, as you always do. Yes. Uh, you are ignorant. Halloween, Halloween, is it a thing? It is a thing, yeah. Thanks to America, um, McDonald's killing babies in Halloween has spread across the planet with much um, enthusiasm. Now, you you weren't in Manchester for Halloween last year, right? No, I was. Hmm. No, I was in my hometown. So uh, you don't know, yeah, uh, kids coming to the door, you don't know what to expect, uh, how many... How many? If well, they can't come to my door. I'm in. A, I'm in a facility. They've got to get through a layer of security first. Oh well, you know what? They find a way around that here. They definitely do. Like apartment buildings and stuff. They will. They get past the door guy, and then they go knocking on apartment doors all over the place. Yeah, but uh, it didn't happen 
Actually, yeah, I wasn't here last year, but it shouldn't happen here. If they don't, if you if they get to your door and you don't have candy, that could be a problem. They, I, I think kids just want to find pedophiles. That's just what they want. They want to find men with candy. Now, um, and then beg for the candy. Do any of you guys celebrate Halloween? Like, I think Willie probably does. Wear a costume. Bro, my wife and I got married on Halloween. It's our fucking anniversary. Okay. But do you dress up in a costume like a child? And I mean, yeah, no, we dress up. I mean, was I not Jason just like yeah, a few days were. ago? Yeah, but I no, also, just, I didn't just do the show that day. I also went and like stood. Now, remember, I live in a small ass town. I live in a small. Matter of fact, my wife was talking to me. About the possibility of, because there's this guy named, uh, he goes by the Michael Myers of Decatur. I don't know if you know this guy, but he's like a TikTok sensation. And uh, my wife was talking about me being like the Jason of Grants and just standing on the, you know, and just, you know, doing weird shit uh, out walking around, you know, like a crazy person. Uh, because she knows that I have no problem. I don't care what people think about me. Like, I'll do that. I'll- and they know it's you. Like, they know it's you, Conway. They're like, that's that Conway guy. Stay I mean, but some of them, I'm sure. <laughs> some of them are definitely like, oh, yeah, that's that comedian, dude. That's that, that's that joker who never stops. I have like, that's that guy on meth. Yeah. No, you know what? Surprisingly, I don't think I don't think many people would say that. I don't think not not these days anymore. I, I don't but, like adults to dress up. Uh, for I love it though. You know, it's a, but I mean, to be fair, I was robbed of a proper childhood, so it does make a lot of sense in my particular case. I will defend it in that kind of way. Is it? Is it I, like? I did, um, it. I did it up until a few years ago, and if if I if I could get. I don't think I can do it this year. I've wanted to do it for a few years. I'll definitely dress up as Hitler or, I don't know, something fun. Yeah, But I will say, like, like, I like dressing up and I like going out to parties and dances and stuff like that. But, like, I'm not going, like, door-to-door trick-or-treating. Yeah, like that's not a thing that's happening. Just so we're clear, I'd like to make that distinction that I do uh, keep it to adult activities. Like, I don't go running around Looking for fucking candy. Or well, this anything. is where this is where the adult activities is where my disdain comes in. Several years ago, probably about a dozen years ago now, we were playing uh, a club on Halloween, and they had you know costume party and best costume yeah. win five hundred dollars or whatever. And uh, Mikey was reading the the chef comes out and hands out Mikey a list of winners, and he read it wrong, and so the money went to the wrong person. And then this guy who was in a, a King of Hearts uh, costume and his girl was in like a princess costume, they want to fight Mikey over the money. that and, and like, he just announced it. And I'm like, dude, you're dressed in a child's costume. You want to fight like a tough guy in a bar. Like, give me a fucking break. This is, you're, you're being a child that from the start, the minute you walked in, you're like ready for trick-or-treating. And since then, I've just had like a, you know, I don't like adults coming out to clubs dressed in costumes. I've dressed up twice. I dressed up, no, Freddy Krueger once as an adult, but also uh, there's a comedy show called The Mighty Boosh. There's a hitchhiker with a big green thumb, and I dressed up as him. And then the third time, I dressed up as uh, notoriously outed pedophile, necrophiliac, and general rapist Jimmy Savile. After he died, I, I dressed up as a zombie version of him. 
uh, coming back to take revenge on those who outed him to the press. I got to think uh, that Jimmy Savile is probably a, a popular costume now. Like, it's probably... Yeah, it, w- it would around that time. Maybe this year again, because it's in the news. There's been a new show and everything, new documentary as well. But when it came out, I did it the year it came out. And, the, yeah, there were some incidents that night. But it, it was fun. We had, like, 30 of us out acting like idiots. But there was no fighting. I noticed he's back in the news again. Now, what new, what extra beyond what they had? Because the, the last one, I couldn't even get through it. It was so sick. I think I got through an episode and a quarter. Well, they've, what, they've had a, there's a comedian in the UK called Steve Coogan, and they've made a dramatic series of that time, and he plays them. So they've just uh, kind of gone into the life a little bit better, and the people around him enabling him and all that stuff. So, so it's, quite a, it's quite a good show. Entertainment. They put this yeah. thing... People are entertained by the weirdest shit now. Yeah, we people love murder, people love weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. Norman, and like if you if you listen to psychologists and stuff like that, like the, it, it, it's a really bad sign. Honestly, it's a super bad sign for where we're sitting as a society. Which, by the way, hey, can, uh, I don't know if you want to call this news or whatever, but can we talk about this survey that I found yeah, or whatever? Survey. Okay, so this was according to a survey done by the Public Religion Research Institute, 23% of Americans agree that the country is so far off track that true patriots may have to resort to violence in order to save our country, which is up from 15% when they did the same poll in 2021. Uh, Speaking of like scary ideas and you know shit like that, um, I definitely don't think we've exhausted our diplomatic, um, <laughs> you know, like like for real. Um, and then, yeah. you know what I think is funny is is that most of these people that want to say that, that that like they should take up arms and start taking back our country are the same people that don't understand riots and looting. But isn't that exactly what you want to do to this country because you don't like what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if, like, you don't pay, if you pay attention to the news, um, black people riot and loot. White people protest peacefully. Um, yeah, no. it, it, yeah. So, yeah. If you, so, like, <laughs> if your team... If you have, like a, let's say, a team that won an NBA championship, your black fans are rioting and being destructive while your white fans are celebrating with, with exuberance. So, right. Yeah. yeah no, dude. Can't we all just get along? No. We, Bro, yeah, we, could, we, we could. <laughs> we could if we all had to. And the Reverend made this a, made an interesting point. If God had made it so we all had the same size penises and bladders, we wouldn't have pissing contests because it'd always be a tie, and we'd give up. Uh, <laughs> do you and the Reb see the same psychologist? We actually attended the same school, so yeah, I bet you did. I bet you. Is that where you guys met? I bet that's where you guys met. Actually, we met in ninety-eight or ninety-six. They met in the glory hall. We met in nineteen. We met in nineteen ninety-six on a radio show. You met the Reverend at a glory hall. It wasn't my sister. A, re- no, a radio show. Okay. <laughs> I said glory hall. He. Oh. oh yeah. no. Okay. My sister <laughs> ran one of those for a few years, actually. That's... A radio show? No, a glory hall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> what station was that on? Oh, it was on every channel, believe me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was available. Uh, a thing yesterday, I guess, about a girl, a girl who, an audio thing that was on Twitter. A girl went to a glory hole and she, the guy stuck his dick through the hole and she was blowing him. And then this, they, I guess, in this, uh, she said, oh, phenomenal. They yeah. pull up uh, a thing where you can actually see the person. It turned out to be her dad. Oh, bro. It's probably bro. Stuff that is just made up, but it, it, that's where our. If it's not, if it's made up, they've done a really good job because it, it was all the voice messages, and there were people underneath commenting, "This is real." I know it's like a friend of Amelia or something. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it was done pretty well. Yeah, they put some thought into it and production value. So yeah, it, uh, for somebody like me, I would definitely believe it if somebody else hadn't said, "Ah, this got to be fake." I mean, come on, because there was so much of that um, that incest kind of culture going on pornography it really is yeah they didn't do it deliberately so that's not a culture is it it's just your dad's gone out to get his dick sucked and you've gone out with sucker dick i mean that is true (laughs) (laughs) it's just just accidentally happening now (laughs) well there was on the same day there was another story about a guy who called a escort service and his daughter showed up yeah i've seen the same but that's way more like i've seen i've seen that as well that's got if you live in a small town, especially you do it out selling some pussy and you want some, that could happen. That could happen. Now, this is, a, I can't remember when this, this is a few years ago, probably two dozen years ago. And for those of you who can't do the math, that's about 24, two dozen. <laughs> um, unless they're baker's dozens, then it's 26 years. The point is there used to be a show and it's not on the air anymore. And it was a Japanese game show. Uh, and, and as soon as I say that, everybody knows there's something not going to be right about this. It was a Japanese game show, and they were, had these cutouts. There was like a wall with cutout, whole cutouts, and men had to stick their butts through the cutouts, and women were blindfolded, and they had to identify their husband by the smell. What the fuck? <laughs> of their ass? Yeah. Of their ass? Yeah, their asses are sticking wife- through the holes. And the, and the women were blindfolded, and they had to try to guess which ass was their husband's ass. Um, and there were no um, placebos. They were all real asses and real husbands and wives. Right. And so two women could, like, guess the same ass. But they were trying to guess which ass I don't ass think my wife could identify my ass. My, my wife would identify my ass in, like, 0.5 seconds. But that's generally because I fart a lot. I'm a flatulent fella. But I don't think you're allowed to fart in this contest. I think that would be a tell. I no, but I'm just like, saying I fart so much in regular life that she knows what my ass smells like. Believe me. Believe me. She's, she's yeah, got a taste like, for that aroma by now. But I think the I think the smell they're going for, I think the smell they're going for is the stagnant smell and not the active um, activity smell. But well, again, see, it's a TV show. I don't know. They they, they could have been ringers. There could have been ringers. But, but if you're really talented, you Brown can breathe man. through your butthole. The class. I mean, I've I've known guys that could do it, yeah. and I, I believe I could. I believe I could focus enough. I could probably breathe through my butthole and send a little air her way, so right, that she really back. got the. Let's bring it back, the Willie. Smell bring of it back. It. Bring it back a little. Okay, I'm so sorry, boss. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just, you know, I got an ass thing to begin with, and I blame GD for bringing up the ass stuff. We had to go Excuse to- me, I mean, you guys are the ones that was not me. Not you, me. I. <laughs> I'm not an ass guy. 
I am really trying to not be the one who brings it up and stuff because you said something the other day um, about that I, I, I said something nice about myself that wasn't in reference to my sexual prowess or whatever, and that yeah. was shocking to you. Yeah. And I was like, so it made me, you know, it made me more aware of that. So I'm, I'm trying not to bring that kind of stuff up because, uh, you don't know this, but like during, during, during the time that I was in the freezer, uh, I sat down with a couple other comedians and, uh, we tried to do a podcast and we, we recorded maybe about three or four episodes worth, but we never ended up releasing anything. But during those recordings, one of the things, uh, Preston Williams is one of the comics I was working with. And he kept saying, you know, this is not an advertisement for your dick. And so, like, obviously, this is something I need to address and, like, actively, like, try not to talk about as much. You I know just what I'm saying? Like, Jesus. Farting is not really sexual prowess in any way. Uh, so. Oh, it's an advertisement, believe me. <laughs> not okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. I, I just wanted to talk about because Norman was talking about this how the Jimmy Savile stuff and all that kind of stuff. We are so preoccupied with that that Congress is coming out and saying aliens exist. That we've got uh, uh, proof of our life, uh, intelligent life on other planets, all this kind of stuff, and we don't care about that. We're too busy. Oh wait a minute! We got pedophiles on TV, and we got the next—you know—who killed their wife type of stuff. All that stuff is—we care about that more than aliens could land, take over the White House, start running this world, and we wouldn't care as long as we could still have some yeah, fucking for crazy, sure. right? Yeah. I mean, that's where yeah. we are in life. And, and entertainment is key, isn't it? Who cares who's running the place? It doesn't matter, right? But, so, as long so as we get how, TV how, and money and Food and booze, weed. Who cares? So, so Carl, how is your new brown minister working out? I mean, prime minister working out. I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people don't like him. So, <laughs> but but they wouldn't they they would have. I mean, I didn't like him before he was prime minister. So they, they're just figuring out that they didn't like him. Well, they didn't vote for him. He just took the job. He just took over. So he just took took over the party. So they vote internally to who they want their leader right. to be once they're in, right? So right. yeah, no one, everyone wants that whole party out because it's been too long. It's been twelve years, so they're corrupt. Every every political party becomes corrupt after four years, right? These these have been in power for twelve years, so yeah, they should probably go. But I don't I don't think so. Too much. Why why are your political party so much further behind than ours? Because ours are corrupt way before twelve years. I think it really sets in after 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 four or five for everyone. Okay, right? a lot of our parties are corrupt way before twelve years. Matter of fact, some of yeah. them are corrupt when they take over. Well, yeah. actually, when you get to uh, Washington, even if if you've been running with complete, uh, you know, best intentions and all that stuff, with, if you are pure as the driven snow, you get to Washington, you get corrupted the very first day when they start telling you about... Yeah, if you're, uh, if you're a senator, right, isn't most of your time begging for money yes. that you spend? So it's, yeah. no one's doing anything. When a bill gets passed, well, you're only reading the paragraph that affects your donation. Technically, it depends on how old you are. If you're an older senator, let's say like McConnell's age, most of your time is catnapping. <laughs> and then... And Dying? Or re recovering from a mini stroke. That's what yeah, I really yeah. Uh, now, 
what the, the issue we're going to have is once Matt becomes congressman, how we're going to keep him pure as the driven snow and prevent him from being corrupted. And that may be Willie's and mine's job at his age to yeah. keep this him team. pure. This is the power team. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'll take, I'll take plenty of your heat, Matt. No problem. I think I'll get thrown out long before I I know a guy who knows a guy. If, if in the, let's imagine that I actually win. Okay. I think I will get thrown out pretty much. Probably the first time I get to speak. Uh, they, they, <laughs> as soon as I open my mouth, I'm sure, because I'm going Friday for the interview now, I'm sure I'm going to uh, probably get uh, censored even in my first television interview about um, things I say because I'm going to I'm going to say the same you, you do look like Jesse Ventura. I know he said Vessi Gentura. <laughs> so the fact they're going to go this guy he's got something to say when you start going off about the bribes and the money and the documents they're going to go these guys are a little crazy. Right. Do we want him <laughs> Well, I, I plan on talking about the district that I'm running cuz I know this district. Yeah. They are extremely prejudiced. I mean, uh to anybody they're not not just like racist because they hate white people too they hate anybody who's not rich and not if right. you're not as rich as them they look down upon you like yeah. so they hate each other because i make a thousand dollars more a year than you do i look down right. on you, that kind of stuff and really snobby district i'm going to call my district out they have a lot to be embarrassed about they have a lot to make up for wouldn't you like to have uh, be the first to actually try to uh, change the the way the system works? And, and that's how you're going. Whoa. That's why you're going to win, Matt. Because what you just described, everybody in every house is going to say, "I like him." He's describing my neighbor, not me, my neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Well, and think about who you'd be replacing. You know what I mean? Like when you think about that angle, also like. Why the, Why not replace a guy who was full of lies with somebody who just tells you the fucking truth? You well, know what I mean? The the thing is, and because and we they, know how America loves to overcorrect, right? Right. They right. went from Obama. They went from Obama to Trump. I'm not right. overcorrection on that because they voted for George Santos, knowing that he would completely up Trump's ass. I don't know if you. Yesterday, uh, Santos was talking about his indictment. He said, they're coming after me. They're not, you, they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. I'm just standing in their way, which is an exact Trump ripoff. I mean, the guy loves Trump. So the district loves Trump. They wouldn't have voted for him if they didn't love Trump. And as uh, what I'm going to tell him is, I hate Trump, but I got to represent the district. If you want me to dr vote with the Trump agenda, I have to represent you. That's what I'm saying. That's what my promise right. is. Right, representing the people. So whatever you want me to do, I'm going to vote according to you, not special interest, even if that's against my own interest. But I right, have and that's really me. what a representative should be doing. Right, but I, I, I what it was intended for. Change, I hope they're open to me trying to change their mind about some of the things. Bro, but, I want to tell you something right now, dude. Don't count yourself out from this because, dude, weird things happen. Things align for certain. You have no idea. This could be the beginning of a different era. It, it could. It, it could. I hear what you're saying. And I do strange things do if happen. For nothing else, you're just calling attention. Yeah. Sorry. What what happened with GD? GD muted himself for some reason. And now he's. I don't uh, know what happened. He's giving me hand signals over there. Uh, but no, I don't. Uh, 
uh, Mike Shavola said, I don't believe you would support Trump. I didn't say I would support Trump. I said I would vote with the Trump agenda if that's what they wanted me to do. Why can't I put this comment in? I don't believe you would ever support Trump. I don't I would never support Donald Trump, but I would support the district if they want me to vote with the Trump agenda. That's their will. I have to do that as their representative. That's what I'm saying. See, this is the problem. I'll be speaking to people who just don't understand plain English because I never said right. I would support Donald Trump. I said I would support the, the agenda, whichever that is. So like uh, the border wall, I think the border wall is a stupid idea. Uh, I think it's a Band-Aid on cancer. Um, it's, it's saying we're going to we're just going to build a wall, keep building it higher and stronger and to keep people out without ever addressing right. the problem. Why are these people desperately trying to come here? and be part of uh, this, you know, and until you address that, they will always find a way in. You could have a fence to the moon. You could have a wall over the sun. You're still not going to stop people from coming in. But if the, if the district wants, if district says I got to vote for in support of the wall, then I got to vote in, in support of the wall. Right. Not Donald Trump personally. Uh, so it, that's an important distinction to make. But I would also hope that they'd be open to the conversation of why, why it's just not an effective idea. It's putting a, a, a Band-Aid on cancer. So Anyway, right. so but yeah, uh, you know what? The odds, I hear what you're saying that not count myself out, but the odds are 99 to 1 that uh, I don't have a chance. There's money, big money up supporting Tom Swazi and people the other people who are running, the Democrat and the Republican who are, are running, there's big money behind them. And there's no money behind me. So, Speaking of money, have we ran an ad today? No, we haven't. Want to run an ad? We should do that. We should do that because there's a guest coming soon, I think. He should be here already, kind of. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about Naked Wines. You want to talk about Naked Wines? Do you know about Naked Wines? I've, uh, I've, I've heard that they're... Uh... They're quite exceptional. Well, tell me, tell me what you know about them. What do you know about Naked Wines? Uh, well, they have uh, they have a lot of different winemakers that they uh, and you can get a, you can join like a club and get like a wine every month. Right, and yeah. you save it's, money because they're cutting out the middleman. See, this is the yeah. thing. You should know this. You read the copy. Um, they're cutting out yeah. the middleman. So you invest directly in the winemakers, angels as they call them, not blue angels. angels yes. Uh, more like red or white angels. Uh, who invest in the wine, and it's cheaper. You get better product, cheaper, and it's a win win for everybody. It's a win for the industry. It's a win for the consumer. Uh, naked Wine Select. Welcome to a better way to buy wine. Nakedwines.com is a customer funded wine business. We don't just sell wines, we make them happen. Since launching in the UK in 2008, Angels have helped us invest in over 159 independent winemakers in 14 different countries. Turns out, it's better business for everyone. Our winemakers get to sell all of their wines and make a living. We make the same margins as everyone else and have a lot of fun along the way. And as a wine drinker, for the $40 a month you probably would have spent on wine anyway, you'll get wholesale prices. 
You can be sure that all of our wines have been lovingly made by a talented winemaker and stripped of all the costs that add nothing to the flavor or quality of the juice in the bottle. Support independent winemakers. Get better wine in return. With the support of 300,000 wine drinkers, we fund talented, independent winemakers up front. This way, they get to spend all of their attention on making you the best wine possible. World-class wine, direct from talented, independent winemakers. A better deal, up to 60% off market prices. A better way to discover tasty new favorites with over 2 million reviews from wine drinkers like you. Become an angel today. Get started by visiting MindDogTV.com and click the banner on the homepage now. Yeah, uh, 3,000 wine drinkers. That's kind of a scary thing. Imagine 3,000 winos uh, coming at you. 3,000 wine. It says 300,000. Could say three hundred thousand right. wine drinkers. Now that's a lot you of wine. You GD also? No, GD. Oh yeah, because he was like talking. GD is in the middle of a uh, marital spat or something. Oh yeah, and I, I we don't need to watch been... him fight with his wife. We could watch me fight with my wife. Yeah, uh, no, 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 no. I get it. I get it. Uh, I do have some uh, on this day. If our guest isn't uh, here yet, our, our guest is here. Uh, oh, great. Now, there's a lot of... Yesterday, we had uh, independent musicians from Ohio on, and I was talking about uh, something going on in Ohio as far as the creative energies that are there. Our guest today is also from uh, Ohio. And now, there are lots of uh, stupid things we could do with, you've got a friend, you got a friend in me, thank you for being a friend, uh, lots, lots of those, I want to thank you. Uh, type of song. Jeffrey Friend is an independent artist from Ohio, songwriter and producer engineer who's been there, done that, and worn out the t-shirt, and he still loves creating music in the studio. He's here now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Jeffrey Friend. Thank you. Appreciate that. Welcome. Welcome here. Now, uh, is that a real background behind you, or is that a uh, green screen thing? Yeah, it's my office. Very cool. It looks pretty cool. Uh, uh, are you a drummer or are you a multi-instrumentalist? Uh, it's hard to tell. Yeah, multi-instrumentalist. Okay. Uh, yeah, but drums is drums first and foremost. Okay. Uh, now, it, that, that's the interesting thing. When you record, when you write, you don't start with the drums when you're writing, no, no, right? No, no, no. But Always start with, uh, I usually start with a melody or just some groove that we're playing on a guitar or a keyboard, and then we'll expand that out. Okay, but now recording, do you start with the drums? Because I always start with the drums first. Drums and bass. Right. Uh, Typically, if I can get like a trio going, like drums, bass, and guitar, or drums, bass, and keys, we'll get the body of the song laid out, and then we build on it from there. Gotcha, because that's always a difficult thing for me is to start when I have played just a drum part with nothing else there, no bass, no guitar, but I'm playing because it's really important for me to have the timekeeper lay down the track rather than work with a click track because I don't like that. But it's really difficult for for me as a drummer to sit there with trying to get the song in my head. And then once <laughs> I go to do the overdubs, it's like, what was I thinking? And, and what yeah, was I thinking just, back there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Difficult yeah. for you or not? Have you? Uh, well, you know, 
I've been doing this for so long and I did, uh, I used to do jingles. And so we were working in, you know, 30 second or one minute uh, increments. And so it was pretty easy back then. You could, you could get the thing into your head for a minute, but you know, now we're doing tunes that are like six, seven minutes. It's very difficult now. Right. Uh, How would, I'm sorry, I have to ask this. How would you, what people always ask me before a gig, what kind of music do you play? If they haven't heard me, what kind of music do you play? And uh, that's the worst question to ask, but now I find myself asking every, uh, I've listened to your, to your music. I would, I first couple of tracks I listened to, I would say, well, rock. And then there's like an acoustic ballad that seems like uh, Christian, Christian music. Yeah. And then there's some stuff that sounds like pop. Where yeah. are you on this on this map? We're kind of like a band from the '70s. Remember this records you used to get back in the '70s, or maybe you don't. But back in the '70s, you get a record and it had all kinds of stuff on it, and that's kind of what we do—just a little bit of everything. We could we could nail down a niche, but we don't want to. We just want to play what we play and leave it at that. Gotcha. Now uh, the Christian uh, overtones. This baby boy is the one I'm thinking. It's one yeah. one of my favorite songs, uh, melodically. But uh, are you? It, is the band evangelical? We are, but not outwardly. I mean, we're all we're all people of faith, uh, and we believe very much uh, in in our Lord and Savior. But we don't go professing it out loud. Uh, we just in a song, <laughs> except in except in that song. Yeah, right. we were oh, looking so for that- a Christmas. We we were looking for a Christmas song a couple of years ago, and I said, you know, I wrote this thing a while back, uh, and and I had previously released it on my for myself uh and they they listened to it and just loved it of course and michelle in the band has been screaming about it ever since so finally we <laughs> we put it out uh, she just loved that song so now what which is this, what's the band because uh there was uh, um I, I forget the name of the band now i thought you were just doing independent stuff so you're in a uh, band it's not the jeffrey friend band right no 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 it's it's ludlow creek uh, we started out as a cover band many, many years, about 10 years ago, uh, and and just loved playing and loved writing, and, and it just kind of evolved. Uh, and as we went along, we realized, oh my gosh, there's five billion Southbounds out there, uh, which was the name of the band. And there's two here on Long Island. Yeah, there's a million of them. And so it was like nobody could find us. We thought, oh, this is ridiculous. So we changed the name to the creek that runs behind our practice facility. Very cool. So, Ludlow Creek. Uh, GD, you, you all right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, we, I had the our washing machine is acting crazy, so we had to have a repairman come in to take a look at our washing machine, and so he's getting an estimate for parts. Wow, oh, I thought you were having a marital spat there. It's like we don't, we don't. Oh, oh no, no, no. My wife and I don't have marital spats. Oh, There's no point. She's going to win anyway. So I just cut to the chase and apologize. <laughs> That's exactly so right. what are you doing now? You're, you're down. I'm waiting for him to give me an estimate. He's out in the truck. Um, he knows what parts I need. He's getting, writing an estimate for the parts. And I'm also showing off to show Willie that I can walk around the house and not lose signal. Well, do should we get the entire, <laughs> should we get the entire chat room here working on this estimate and trying to, to, to get the guy to come down on his estimate? We'll get everybody to gang up on him in there. Yeah, man. <laughs> well i i actually know this guy he's like but his wife is a musician uh, and we're kind of like friendy you know i've known him for like three years but i haven't seen him for, for four or something listen, like that when it comes to home repairs there's no such thing as friendly 
Well, I, yeah, that's true. But I, I, well, I, I have to say uh, that the, the, the last time he came and did service repair at my house, he gave me such good tips that it saved me a lot of money on other repairs in the future. A, a really friend, and then we're, we're getting back to Jeffrey in just one second. But a real friend, Jeffrey, friend, uh, a real friend would need not need to go out to the truck to put an estimate together. He just say, you know what? I'll give it to you at cost or just a little bit, ten percent over cost. That's what I'm going to do because I'm your well, friend. Well, he's probably smoking a joint too, uh, which he, which he can't do in the house. They, no, yeah, that's that, a bad friend because oh, <laughs> can't do it. In well, the house. he's keeping me out of trouble. Yeah. He knows but a good friend would have invited you out to his van. Exactly. Because no, he, he knows I would smell like it, and my wife would smell it on me, and then I'd have to sit outside until the smell dissipated. All right. Uh, back to Jeffrey. What the deuce, bro? I'm you so can always glad change my wife it. smokes weed with me. Jesus Christ. My wife gets mad if I don't roll blunts in, uh, in like, equal enough fashion. I haven't tried the marijuana. I don't know if you guys are aware. Today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, today. I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure you said earlier you did. I I so, so Jeffrey, where do you stand? Where do you stand on um let's say uh I'm not understanding like that you have the um what's that the, the guy that did the gospel music but yet he peed on people? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. What? yikes, I don't know who that was. Yeah. R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Oh he did he didn't do gospel music? Yes, he did. Really? He did? Yeah. He, I well, know. I think what well, I think it was I think it was um <laughs> the comedian in me was going to make a year in the gospel song real quick, but <laughs> no. But, wow. did that. and, and that, <laughs> that's uh, Chappelle already did that. He had a bit on that on the Chappelle show. I want to piss on you, uh, and it's a it's a pretty popular music video. You can find that out there. But Chappelle but, Chappelle okay, goes so to Ohio, where Jeffrey Friend is from, and we yeah, were talking yeah. about this yesterday. What? What is the what's the reason for the creative energy that is in the state of Ohio right now? Do you have any idea on that? I, you know, I really do not know. I have no idea other than, uh, you know, in a, it, we're, it's Ohio. And so when winter comes, no human wants to be outside. So we get what creative to do. Yeah. Yeah. Our winter is especially harsh in Ohio. I was not aware. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like January, February is extremely March, extremely harsh, and sometimes even December gets nasty. Wow. Now, is it the weather that's harsh, or is it the people that are harsh, and so you make them stay inside to be away from each other? Well, these days, uh, <laughs> in the current in the current environment, people are pretty harsh. Right. Oh, so you make the people stay in regardless of the weather. Just to, uh, <laughs> exactly. Go no. home, get in your house, and don't come out. What, <laughs> what part of Ohio are you in? We're just north of Dayton, about ten minutes north of Dayton. Dayton's little town, a pretty, pretty active music scene, independent, original, active music scene. Now, because it's it's fascinating to me because I think Ohio has more original music going on. I know people will say I'm crazy about this because people are writing and recording everywhere. But I mean, opportunities to get out and perform original music for people. Are you doing live shows that are all original music? Yes, we really? are. And there's opportunity for that. And how far do you have? To, uh, is it all local? We're, or is it we're actually doing it locally. Uh, we've been doing it locally for a couple of years now. I don't know what the key is to get audiences more well, receptive to that. Uh, we do a lot of like festival type events, city events, 
where the audience is kind of built in. Uh, so we don't really right. don't really have an issue with that. Right. Now, getting out of here, uh, expanding out into into Cincinnati, Columbus, uh, Cleveland, that's what we're currently focused on. And that's that seems to be the hard part right at the moment. There we're getting is, is we're a getting, very big disparity between uh, Cincinnati and Cleveland. And we were talking about this yesterday. Cincinnati yes. is al- almost like a southern uh, feel to it. And Cleveland is very northern. It's very. Yes. So all that, you know, the the state in itself is pretty diverse, but there is not just in music and film and uh, there's so many different creative energies going on there. And I'm not sure what it is because it seems unique. I mean, you can talk, it sounds like I'm being, um, I don't know, uh, you know, just kind of over the top here, but I think it's the only state where that much creativity is going on right now. And if I could figure out what the hell is feeding that and, and people will be trite and give you ridiculous answers like there's something in the water. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think you're suffering from booking bias. And I think also the people you've been interviewing have been coming from there and that Ohio has somehow figured out how to block out the other 59 states. For <laughs> yeah. So it looks like all the talent's coming from Ohio. Um, there could be something to that, to be honest with you. I mean, I know that that's in jest, but it's it. There could be something to that. But then why why are there filmmakers and musicians, original artists and comedians all uh, coming to me from Ohio? It doesn't. Yeah. Here's my theory. Okay, it's like it's like when I was when I was in um, when I was filling our college forms back in the seventies. Um, and they say to you, well, if you want to get in this college, you have to have um, you have to have done volunteer work. And I say, OK, damn, I have to do volunteer work. OK, so I help the little sisters of the poor. Well, have I? No, but I put it on my resume. And I think it's the same thing that people are saying to you, even if they're not from Ohio, they're going like, we're from Ohio. And no, that's not right. Yeah, it, no, I'm, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying, but that's what people do. I mean, you know, like, I, like I'm only 2% Native American, but if I if it'll get me a scholarship, I can be 20. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, <laughs> Jeffrey, now, is, is uh, performing, uh, in, you know, still priority for you, or do you are you a person who, uh, like the Beatles in 1967, uh, say, I'd rather be in the studio. I'd rather spend my creative energy in the studio. I'm kind of a, I used to be, I always worked in the studio. I mean, I've been a studio guy for years and years and years. And the beauty of the studio is that if you screw it up, you can fix it. Right. If you're out live and you screw <laughs> something up, it's over. I mean, it's gone. But the beauty of that is it's gone. I mean, it just goes that fast and people are pretty forgiving live. Uh, but I, I think I'm a 50-50 guy, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I love the energy of playing in front of an audience and getting that feedback, but I also love to be able to fix all my mistakes. Right. Yeah. Uh, I was. I, I just want to say, I was doing. I was playing a college gig a while ago, and I was. I was covering a Moody Blues song, "Question of Balance," and in the middle there's this beautiful slow, you know, bridge or whatever it is, and, and it's like it's not the way that you say it. Da 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 da. And so, but I missed saying one of the verses. The thing is, when I was singing it, the audience was all singing along with me. And I, I got the words wrong, and I, put, I sang the right verse, but in the wrong place. And the audience assumed that I was right and that they were wrong. <laughs> and that they were, what it is, is they were right and I was wrong, but they changed to, to, to what I was doing. 
And when it was over with, like three or four people came up to me and goes, you know, until you sang it, I thought the verse was the other way. <laughs> mm, yeah. There is a, a video on YouTube, John Mellencamp doing an acoustic show, and he's doing Jack and Diane. And he does the first verse, and then the audience, all in sync, goes to the chorus, and he starts yelling at them, berating them, trying to teach them about the arrangement of the song. It's pretty funny yeah. to see. Like, no, there's a whole other verse that you just guys, you just skipped all completely yeah. over, and uh, th that happens. But I think, you know, that's I love when the whole room is singing. I don't care if they're right or wrong. Yeah. I, I, that, to me, is the best part of performing when you get the entire crowd singing along. Yeah. Yeah, but, but it makes it hard to improvise. You know, oh, it does. Yeah, yeah. Because if you if you want to change uh, like the refrain to make it your own, you know, not not the refrain itself, but let's say um um proclaimers da 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 da. Okay, everybody knows it that way. But if you want to make it your own, you can't because everybody else is going to be you know they're going to be doing it the way they know it. Right. Right. Or if you do the little drummer boy and you do it with a reggae flair and they're hearing it, they're like, oh. No, so they can screw things up too. Yeah. yeah uh, are you the boss, Jeffrey? Are you? No, 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 no. We're uh, we're actually we're actually a dem democracy in that band. I mean, we vote. Uh, it's a it's a majority rules, and it always works that way. And it, so nobody's married. Everybody's married. Everybody's oh, then it's not married. a democracy. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's a democracy. Why? That's uh, a contradiction. <laughs> yeah, I know. Such a contradiction. That's right. Uh, yeah, it, that's a hard... You know, I talk about this all the time. The difficulty of keeping a band together. How long has Ludlow Creek been together? Ten years. Ten years. Uh, I think that's just a little bit past life expectation uh, for most of Well, you know, Timothy B. Schmidt, the Eagles bassist, said all bands are on the verge of breakup at all time. I think there's some truth to that. Uh, I think there is, too. 10 years is an extraordinary run. I mean, if you look... It is a good run. These We've been friends for forever. Uh, great friends, in fact. And uh, great friends become bandmates. It, it just works a little better. Bandmates that aren't great friends, that's a tense situation. I've been in bands like that, and it's ugly sometimes. It gets ugly. Oh, okay, Jeff, here's the deal. And this is very... Um, you die tomorrow. Which band member do you not want giving you a eulogy? <laughs> Yikes. I would be happy to have, I honestly would be happy to have any of them do it. Yeah, but one of them is going to give the one with the stories that you don't want told yet. It's like, <laughs> no, let, let me be dead for five years before you tell that story. So <laughs> yeah. who do you, who, who's, the no. keeper of, who's the keeper of the secrets? There really is no keeper of secrets. We're pretty open. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but we, but we are open band democracy together after ten years. This sounds like a this is a made up band. Is this an in onion interview? <laughs> this is an onion interview. You're not even a real band, are you? You're yeah, we are. Yes, sir. Your washing machine uh, estimate. Awful <laughs> 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 negative here. It uh, it is. I mean, it does sound amazing. And I actually, I was in this band. We started this band in 2016, uh, 2013. And in 2016, I got a wild hair and went and worked with another band for a while. And uh, that band was insanity. No, we weren't friends. We were just in a band. We were really good. Uh, Three-piece band, guitar player, and the bass player were phenomenal. 
but they were like fire and ice. I mean, every time they turned around, it was a fire or, you know, something. And so after a few days, a, a, a lot of meltdowns, a lot of, a lot of fist fights, a little crazy. But after that, about two years of that, I realized this is insanity. This, the, you know, the other band works so much better and they had just lost their drummer and came to me and said, Hey man, can you fill in? And I'm like, yes, I can. I'm happy to do it. So. Yeah. Uh, the band I'm with, uh, the singer and I, uh, the lead singer and I have been friends since, uh, he was 12, which is 50 years ago. Uh, so we've been for a half a century. We've been friends. The other, uh, two founding members of the band, uh, we met later in life. We've never really hung out as a band. We've never really get together unless we're playing. And now, and then it's, it's kind of weird because we're not really friends. We're, we're uh, a musical thing that gets together, but we don't really have a, a relationship outside of the band other than me and the singer all the time. So it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's a different kind of thing than, you know, a bunch of best friends being in a band forever. I think, that's ideally the dream. I mean, when I started out, we were we were all friends uh, back in the day when, in the bands I was in in my youth, and I, that was the dream that we would all go on this journey together. Right, right. Never seemed to work out. I mean, keeping bands together is the hardest thing. Are you the lead singer on the tracks that I'm hearing? On Some of the tracks I am the lead singer. Uh, most everybody in the band sings, but there are uh, there are two or three of us that pretty much take most of the leads. Uh, and myself, uh, Dave Benson, and Alan Seals. Uh, now, actually, we have Michelle, the keyboardist, has uh, got a couple of features on. The, actually, has on the new record. So uh, we're we're in the studio now. We're we're gonna mix next Tuesday, next Tuesday Wednesday. So we're excited about our third record. Are you uh, when it comes to mixing? Are you the mixer master? No, I'm I'm a I'm a great editor. Uh, and I can get this stuff on, you know, I can get it recorded, but I'm not a great mixer. Uh, I send that. We basically, we go over to Sweetwater and have stuff mixed. Uh, there's a guy over there named Sean DeLay who's amazing. Got great ears. Uh, and they, he's done most of our stuff. Not, uh, affiliated with Sweetwater, the retailer. It, it is. is. Yeah. Oh. It's right in the same building. Pretty cool. Oh, they I have a phenomenal world class, phenomenal world class studio there. Very cool. I did not know they were actually. Yeah, I knew they had a studio there because they do a lot of uh, promotional videos for product and stuff and and stuff right. like that. There, I didn't know that it was a commercially. You know, so they actually do production work there for yeah. other yeah. people other than themselves. Very cool. Uh, mixing is a, a hard thing. What about mastering? Do they do the mastering as well? No, we send it out to a guy in Portland, uh, a guy named Tom Nunes at Atomic Disc. He's got phenomenal ears. He's done a great job for us for years. That's a, a big challenge I think most people overlook. GD, I'm oh, going to yeah. take you out until you're ready to come back. Because we're just like looking at your shoulders. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that part is uh, overlooked. Now uh, comes to sign off on this stuff. Again, you, you're saying it's a democracy. Um, but uh, um, ever get heated or like about what needs to be tweaked or any of those discussions or, or any of that stuff? No, pretty much is once we finish the mix, we'll take it out. Everybody gets to listen to it and we'll make, we'll combine comments, you know, who's, who thinks about what, what's everybody, you know, what's everybody's thoughts on it. And we'll just send a couple of uh, revisions back, have him make a couple of revisions, send it back to us. We're done. I mean, it's pretty simple. 
uh, we just, we don't really fight about that kind of stuff. That's amazing. Good for you. I mean, it's really, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely blessed to be in this band. They're, they're a great group of people really that's, are. That's good to hear. Um, as far as the finished product now, I'm assuming everything is going to be streaming stuff, right? Oh, yeah. uh, that, that's the way it goes. Do you do any CD or vinyl stuff at all? We still pre we still do CDs because people like to buy them at shows. Uh, we want to do vinyl, but I tell you, man, the lead time on vinyl is so long. Uh, we probably will will do our back catalog in vinyl at some point, but we just haven't. We the the lead time is so long. We want to get stuff out, and you know, in today's world, it's, it's of uh, who who's going to really buy because you want you don't want to invest and then find out that uh okay you had to buy a thousand of them oh yeah uh, you have a thousand printed and then 10 people buy them and then you're exactly. stuck with them. <laughs> yeah uh yeah i got cds sitting on the shelf over there i haven't been able to sell so yeah and very few people even have cd players anymore that's true i have found people that buy vinyl who don't have vinyl players they just buy it because they're collectors and stuff which is i find you know I was just thinking the other day about maybe doing business cards that have like a QR code that have a link. The, the QR code is the link to like my music. Yeah. I was thinking about doing something like that. They have that. And they also yeah. have business cards that are, uh, that have like the USB thing. Uh, so you can plug it directly in and plug and it in stream right off the card. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool stuff. Now that part of it, when you're doing that, um, do you, do you have to hire a merch person to come to gigs and run the table and stuff? That's always been our biggest challenge is we don't want to be, when the gig is over, we don't want to be involved in, in doing becoming retail people after the gig. Uh, right. do, do you do that? Do you... We, uh, and, and we hate to say this, but we force our wives to do that. <laughs> oh, very cool. I wish I could. Yeah. I yeah, my wife does it, and uh, one of the guitar players' wives, they'll sit there at the table, and they love doing it. I mean, they really enjoy it because they get to talk to people. Well, you're more that, blessed. That even sounds that. like a good idea until some <laughs> chick says something too nice about me, and then my wife's going to come over that table. Always yeah. come back yeah. to what a study is. Always come back to what a study is. Every single conversation, got to brag yeah. about what a study is. And all the <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not, that's what that's not about me being that's a stud. That's about my wife not being able to. Just love me. They come up and. That's what you just said. You're just bragging about yourself all the time. I I didn't feel like that's what I was saying with that, but I, I guess. Come on. Come on. Maybe that's I should just stop talking. Bye. Oh, my God. Yeah. So um, now is there a preferred uh, platform for you or are you on everything? Because I noticed a lot of stuff is on SoundCloud, the stuff I was listening to. Uh, do you do all the, the Apple and Spotify? You go. We do them all, but honestly, we only focus on Spotify. Right. I mean, Spotify is where we get the streams, and unfortunately, Spotify pays like zip right. for a stream. It's yeah. awful. Oh, I got to check yeah, for so... Spotify. I, I should share that with some people. Have uh, you thought about doing reels with your songs on them? Reels? YouTube? Yeah, because yeah. So, like, um, I know that some of the views or like, I've gotten a little more exposure on some songs by include like, because if, if you're on Spotify, you should be able to, like, make a reel and search the music and find your music and put your music on a reel 
and then maybe get some more people to see it that way, especially if people like and share, you know. Yeah. Um, I know but that's definitely a way that I've been trying to do it. You can only get up to a minute on a, a reel or a short, right? Or Right, yeah. You got to select, like, what part of the – and it, right. but it'll let you – It'll let you select like what segment of the song you want to use. Right. Yeah, we're just starting to dig into YouTube a bit. We've got some videos out there, but we're just starting to dig in. We're not real social media folks, which is part of a problem because in order to get a fan base, you need social media. So right. we're probably gonna sure. we're gonna end up hiring somebody to do that for us at some point because they were that's just not our thing. We're musicians. That's what we do. Every day I get emails from people who are telling me they can get my songs licensed in TV oh, and yeah. film, and I'm sure that's a scam. But that idea about getting, that is the new model for, for getting mass exposure is uh, hoping that it will be included in some kind of thing that people are already watching. Right. Uh, have, have you explored that? And if so, have you got any insights on how the best? Uh, I have explored it. And the only insight I have is it's hard. Uh, we haven't had, I haven't had any luck yet. I've been, I've submitted a lot of stuff, but it just never, it never gets bit uh, or bitten on. Let's put it that way. Uh, nobody bites, right. uh, but someday, someday it's going to happen. I just uh, keep right. at it. It's a great belief. I'm glad you hold that. Yeah, absolutely. It'll happen. Just got to keep at it. Oh, he just cut himself off. I might as well remove him. Now, that sound says we have to say goodbye to Govs. Lucky, I'm right on time today, Willie. What about yeah, you? that's awesome. And, uh, and yeah, it's smart It's smart of you to make the alarm before the time is over. Right. Well, <laughs> it's time to say goodbye to Govs for today. We appreciate one more day on Govs, and hopefully we'll be yeah. back. One tomorrow every every day is a, a blessing as they say uh every day is a blessing tomorrow, enjoy yeah. knock em dead comedy uh which comes up right after this program on the governor's comedy network uh and uh, that's that's it for govs we're off the off govs uh and on time for the first time ever i think <laughs> yeah that's awesome that's awesome yeah anyway we are still you're, on you're gonna fuck around and get a bonus matt yeah i know uh well, <laughs> i'm proud to be the guest that made that happen Wow. Uh, we're, we're glad to have you here. Now, uh, JeffreyFriend.me, uh, there's no LudlowCreek.com or something? Oh, like yeah. That? There is LudlowCreek.com. Absolutely. Okay, That's, so that's where you that. should be going. Okay. I'm, I'm, I did not know that. I will, it's I will, okay. I will I'm put sorry. that in the, in the description make it cl clickable. Now, do you want not want them to go to JeffreyFriend.me? Well, no, they can go there if they want. Uh, they'll, they'll find the same music pretty much. Yeah. Then <laughs> uh, they're uh, also going to find out that I'm I'm ancient. I've been around forever, and I was doing that dance stuff back in the '80s. Right now, we talked about the, uh, like break dancing. No worse than that. You, you mentioned '70s stuff, and when 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 uh, people would have different kind of collections on uh, different kind of music on one album. People don't listen to albums anymore. They listen to one song at a time. That changed right. the ball game completely. It I does. like the idea, even if it's not a concept album, I always feel like the songs will put on a disc or, or whatever, whatever medium in a certain order and meant to be enjoyed as a full length thing, not, not like little snippets at a time. Uh, what, what's your take on it? Do you, does that disappoint you that, you know, and does it change the way you, you produce music or write music thinking, well, it has to be 
one song at a time kind of approach. Well, no, but we do adhere to the one song approach. I mean, we'll release song at a time because that's where it, the, the way it gets heard uh, the best. But we do end up with a final product, which is a record. Uh, the, and the second album was more of a concept concept album. Uh, we strung songs together, connected them. We made, you know, kind of, uh, we, we adhered to that uh, album concept. But in the third record, the one we're working on now, this is the first record where we've actually, uh, everybody has worked together to write songs as opposed to individual songwriters bringing songs to the band. Uh, so as a group, we have written some stuff that to me is far superior to anything any of us have written prior. Uh, and so really ever had that experience. I, you know, when I've collaborated with people, it's usually, I have this idea. I put it on tape. They take it home and bring their ideas back. You're sitting in the same room, like, uh, with instruments and, and hammering songs out in that in real time. Yeah. Typically what we'll do, we do this a lot. We'll go to Nashville, do a little uh, writer's retreat. We'll, we'll rent a big condo and we'll bring our instruments and we'll sit around in a circle and throw out lyrics and throw out grooves and throw stuff out. And by the t we usually walk away with three or four songs. I love that. I mean, and uh, I, yeah. there's a, there is a, there's a spirit in Nashville. I'm telling you, when you go to Nashville and you carry an instrument, you will instantly be inspired to write some music. I don't know how it works. It's the strangest thing. We've done it repeatedly, but it happens that way. That city is magical. I felt like it's uh, it's become really plastic. Maybe that's just me, but it feels like Man. there's an awful lot of stuff that is just commercial. It, there's no difference between what's going on in Nashville and L.A. and New York or any of these places that are just uh, like Taylor Swift cookie cutter. Uh, everybody wants to sound the same. We're, we're, we're more concerned about the kids who are going to buy this stuff and what, what it's going to mean rather than, um, you know, having any integrity or real quality behind them. That's just my take on Nashville. And maybe well, I, I think, I think there's some validity to that. There's a lot of that going on in the, in the big professional market. I mean, the people that are making the big cash, but if you're a musician, there are some amazing players down there. And if you get off of Broadway and get off of, you know, Music Row and get out into the suburbs, there's just something going on there. I don't know. It's You're talking about Ohio. Right. I'm going to talk about Nashville because it's right. working there. Very cool. Uh, now, uh, a lot of the people, you're on MTS Records, are you not? Correct. Right. A lot of people on MTS uh, get are seeing a lot of uh, exposure and, and feedback from... Germany, from South Africa, from yep. Australia, New Zealand. Are you are, are doing that? And do you respond to Do you have like a open communication between you and your fans that are around the world? Well, not as much open communication as we would like, but uh, we do have a good following there. And it's we're we're surprised to see it and amazed, but loving it. I mean, it's really cool. It's pretty uh, astonishing to me. It's like I, I always wonder, like, do you not have music in your own country that it seems like a lot of a lot of the attraction from streaming from overseas is all american music and uh, independent american producers it's just yeah it's a fascinating phenomenon for me like it is a fascinating phenomenon and uh it's just like back in the day we were uh we were amazed with british music i mean everything coming out of britain was just unbelievable to us 
Uh, and so now I think the table has turned a little bit. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to stop using that term. What what term? <laughs> what, which because, term is that? Uh, back in the day, because anytime I've said back in the day, I never meant it about the European invasion of music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate back in the day because it reminds me that I'm old and I don't yeah. want to be right. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna stop saying it because I feel like like hearing that usage right there, I'm like, I don't think I'm qualified to say that, <laughs> that phrase anymore. I don't think I got another decade at least. <laughs> yeah. Another decade will go by in a blink of an eye. Trust me. You're you're yeah, at the really. point where uh, he, he, Willie's in his early forties and. Uh, oh yeah, you got a long way to go. You're about. at the point where right. the clock is just going to start to speed up exponentially, and you'll be like, "What the hell happened? I'm 70 years old." How does that right. Well, no, I, 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 you know, I don't know if you know this, but I did figure out why it seems that way because uh, it, it's a relative issue. Okay, the how fast a year passes is relative. Because the reason that it's relative is because when you're one year old, that year is your entire lifetime, right? But when I'm like 30 years old, that year is a 30th of my life. You know what I mean? So it, they, they seem much shorter as they go along because yeah, it's a smaller part of a bigger picture. This is my campaign manager, a major philosopher out of Grants, New Mexico. Uh, finally I'm so discovering sorry. The... <laughs> <laughs> Do I ruin things? Am I a no, ruiner? Of no, I, that was okay, great. Yeah, I'm going to use that actually. Yeah, right. Well, I, I mean, I mean, it's, it's totally I, true when you think about it. I, I, you don't really have to think about it that much. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, all right, never mind. It just seems to me. <laughs> We're talking about like uh, common sense here, or, or things that people take for granted. Anyway, uh, right. hey, look who's back! He's back. Oh my lord! What's the estimate? Like nine hundred dollars, right? It's yes, yes. How did you know? It's actually cheaper to buy a washing machine. It I, is. I know that. This is why I I've been through it. Believe me. Yep. Uh, friend or yeah. no friend. The estimate is always going to be $900. Do you want to know a hack on getting a cheap uh, washing machine, a cheap used washing machine? Oh, we've gone from well, Yeah, I, well, I know how to do that. Right. I know how to get a cheap used one. My, when my neighbor's not home, I know when he's gone. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right, no, but uh, my first couple of years out of prison, um, I worked for an appliance. I worked for an appliance warehouse, and uh, every week, every week, guaranteed, we had somebody that was upgrading their washer and dryer. Nothing was wrong with their old one. They were just getting new ones. Wow. And like maybe the wife didn't think it went with the color of the new like area, oh, right. whatever, for whatever reason that would happen. But people, people upgrade their stuff and throw out good washers all the time. So if you talk to a guy that does delivery for an appliance store, uh, he could probably get you one of these washers, like you know, for like next to nothing, like maybe ten, fifteen, because it's just like a, you know, he's just gonna bring it and unload it to where he would just unload it at the guy to the shelf for absolutely a uh, washing machine uh, uh, buying advice. Jeffrey, can you share uh, some of your experience from when you just got out of prison? No, <laughs> I can't. Unfortunately, <laughs> I cannot I share anything like that. Why is this secret? 
No, yeah, I'm in the witness protection program. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, I used to drive an appliance truck, by the way, and I never helped anybody get a hot uh, or, or a, <laughs> But uh, did anybody ask? If somebody, okay, hang on. If somebody would ask you, hey, man, can you can you do this if I slip you like 20 bucks? Like, you'd have been like, oh, yeah, that's 20 bucks in my pocket for something I'm just going to throw on the dock. Oh, and I'm going to lose my job, and I'm going to go to prison, and then I will be able to get on a podcast and say, you know, when I first got out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> Why, why would you lose your job? You're going to lose your job for that? Yeah, for not bringing happened? the garbage back? Yeah. What happened to the washing machine you were supposed to be bringing back? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that <laughs> happened. <laughs> We've degraded once again, ladies and gentlemen. Thank God the governor's <laughs> off. Uh, anyway, because I'm trying to keep keep up a rep for govs now. I'm, changing, I'm, I'm turning over a leaf and trying to be good to govs and not let them know how I've destroyed the reputation. Anyway, uh, Jeffrey, we appreciate you uh, being on the program this morning. JeffreyFriend.me and LudlowCreek.com is where they're going to find out more music. Do you have any upcoming shows? Do you want to promote or any of that kind of stuff? Uh, Really don't have any upcoming shows other than we just like to let people know, watch for the new record because it's coming out. It'll probably be out uh, sometime in January. At least singles are going to start coming out from that record. And well, so, you can, you can drop, feel free to drop back in January and let us know, and, and we'll be glad to help you promote it when it's out. Uh, that would probably be a good idea to let people know about it. In the meantime, they can go there and listen to some of the tracks now. Some of the tracks are out, right, already? Yeah, we just released, uh, on Friday the 13th, we released a song called The Catacombs, which is perfect for Halloween. It's an yeah, awesome right. song. We've and gotten a lot of great response. Metal. It sounds a little metalish, no? The, uh, nope, or, nope. no, not metalish. Not it's hard rock. No. It is rock. It's got a rock edge to it. Yeah, it's it's, it's a slamming song. It is a slamming song, which is yeah. why I said a little. Maybe I'm just uh, I'm old enough. That old hard rock sounds metal. Or rock sounds metal <laughs> to me. Probably. Anyway, we appreciate you getting up and being part of the program this morning, and it's great to meet you. And we wish you great success with with your music and uh, good things happen for you. So thanks for having me. I appreciate it. it's been fun. Have a great day. Bye. You guys me. take care. Bye. Yeah. See you, Jeff. Jeffrey Friend, uh, you okay now, uh, GD? You're all squared away. You got the, uh, or, or are you going to need to be doing the uh, wash tub thing? Uh, no, we got we got the estimate. My wife and I just have to make a um, intelligent decision, which means she'll be doing it without me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we have to make you know. Just, do we want to try to see if we get the parts and you know separate and. Because I'm mechanically inclined. You think yeah. we should all move to Ohio and like uh, do do the show out of there? Maybe maybe that's a, a good idea. No, yeah. not Ohio. Well, I I was for a minute I was starting to feel a little bit dejected because after Maryland and Pennsylvania, I've done more headlining gigs in Ohio, and none of them recognized me. But then I realized that most of what I did was like around Cleveland and Lake side or lake something lake person lake view lake view that kind of area and so yeah, uh, i've never been with uh uh clay zombies who's let clay me... zombie this is jake jolly director of clay zombies and you are listening to the best in radio the big dog of the airwaves mind dog radio uh our friend jake jolly has a film out called clay zombies he's actually about to release Willie, you you muted that, yeah. Uh, 
he's out to, about to release Clay Zombies too. He'll be on the program soon. But he's out of Ohio too. He's an uh, independent movie uh, producer in Ohio. Uh, just a lot of creativity going up from theater to plays to comedy to uh, independent music, even fashion and stuff. A whole lot of stuff going on in Ohio. I'm telling you, it's not just my imagination and the people who've been on this program. Something's going on there. Something's going on in Ohio. Anyway, uh, and, and here, there is no tolerance for, if you're going to play original music, you have to mix a heavy dose of covers. And you can't just do it. You can, if you're going to do an, just a strictly original music uh, show, you're going to do mm -hmm. it for mom and and your kids or whatever. I mean, five people, all family members or friends and all that kind of stuff. Right. But Ohio seems to well, be more, um, I don't know, uh, open to to supporting the arts, whatever reason. It's a very, it's, it's an interesting thing for me because you're right. So many of my guests have been from there, but I, it's hard to imagine that I would have so many guests that there weren't something really positive going on. They seem to all say the same thing that they're playing gigs that are supporting of uh, original music and. It's not, not a thing here. I know Dean argued with me about that in Brooklyn. He said there was a whole original music scene. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's kind of a show today. What do you think? Yeah, um, sure, sure. sure. I, I think it was better than we thought. <laughs> well, tomorrow, actually tonight I have a show with a uh, mistress goddess, uh, music maker. And she's not part of MTS Records. Uh, I don't have her name. Uh, Glenda Benvienos, uh was tonight on my uh, evening program, which would be a really weird one. My guest who was so scheduled for tonight was the guy uh, who was a life coach, unified man who basically his life fell apart. <laughs> right. So she was a, uh, for, she's from Creative Edge, which you generally send authors. He's a publicist for authors, but uh, sent me a fill-in for tonight. Uh, which should be an interesting program because uh, goddess energy, all that kind of stuff. I don't know if I told you about Days in the Cult, where Barbara was the goddess on Saturday morning healings. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it, it, brings, <laughs> it brings back a little of that. Um, so that's what we have tomorrow. Uh, oh no, tomorrow we have Timothy Ty, who is another independent musician. Uh, and I think also affiliated with uh, MTS Records. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, did you want to do uh, this day in history or no? Today sure. in history? Got this day in history. We could have done that earlier, but yeah, we could do it now. Uh, I mean, I, I thought I tried to. Watch, watch for <laughs> muting, but yeah, let's do this. Today in history. Today in History is brought to you by the Daily High Club. Go ahead, Willie. You got, you got today in on, uh On this day in 1881, artist Pablo Picasso is born in Spain. Yes, isn't that a nice little fact? It is also Katy Perry's birthday. The singer will be celebrating her first annual 39th birthday. Now, That's right. can I stop you there? Um, interrupt. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Katy Perry... Uh, are yes. you familiar with the conspiracy theory about her, about her and John Benet Ramsey being the same person? 
I, I, I was not aware of this conspiracy theory, but I like it already. Google it. Uh, there are people who, you know, of course, there's every freaking conspiracy theory under the sun. But people are, are uh, for a long time now, have been on this. Katy Perry is John Benet Ramsey, uh, raised by whoever kidnapped her or whatever. They had a body. Whoa. Interesting. I'll look into that and I'll look into that city thing I was talking about. All right. She was probably raised by a tiger, which is why you hear her roar. Oh. Like a toyga. All right. Anyway. Uh, (laughs) On this day, on this day uh, in 1978, John Carpenter's Halloween was released, which earned actress Jamie Lee Curtis the nickname of Scream Queen. Personally, my favorite Jamie Lee Curtis screen uh, is from Freaky Friday when she uh, calls herself the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, that's I, that's right. Uh, the Crypt Keeper. Like, I love that one. I love that one. People on the radio anyway. side just uh, freaked out. Anyway, I think we are right, anyway. just a little bit there. That's fine. What I don't, do we I'm do? not familiar with e- either of those films. Man, Freaky Friday is a great is a great movie. There's, it's a, 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 I think Lindsay Lohan. I think me, is let me the, just tell you, here's the movies you need to pay attention to: Godfather One, Godfather Two, <laughs> and Ford Fairlane Rock and Roll Detective. Those are the only movies you ever need. Okay. Ford Fairlane's Rock and Roll Detective. Not even the Adventures of Ford. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna All get right. dice on here. Uh, we're gonna talk about because that to me. It is the most underrated film. When we used to, do, I used to do the Wednesday nights with uh, film critic Adam Lippy, and when we, I would keep coming back to Ford Fairlane. It's an underrated classic, great movie. So I met Andrew Dice Clay years ago, like briefly in passing at the comedy store. Um, in the and men's room, like back in what Glory Hole. In the men's room at a Glory no, Hole. No, no, no. Um, like he was, like he was doing a bit of a resurgence deal. I want to say it was like 2000, 2004, because it was like shortly before I went back to South Dakota. So it had to be 2004. Um, but I have to say, like, I thought he was a really nice guy. Like, like, because uh, especially me, like, I was absolutely nobody at the time. And so, you know, he was really cordial with me and uh, nice to me or whatever. But, you were yeah. never a nobody, Willie. You Who, me? Never, you were never oh, a well, nobody. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you, thank you for saying that. You're always a I, I, <laughs> um, okay, so and then lastly, I really wanted to bring this up really bad. Uh, on this day in 1938, American Archbishop J.L. Beckman of Dubuque, Iowa, denounces swing music as a degenerated musical system turned loose to gnaw away at the moral fiber of young people. And he warned that it would lead down a primrose path to hell. Well, and I would just like to say that it is about um, so about sixty years later, actually about fifty-nine years later, I walked into a Catholic youth dance in Boone, Iowa, which would have been definitely in this guy's uh, the sphere of influence, and um. The first it was a it was a youth dance, and the first thing I see was Gangsters Paradise playing on a video wall. <laughs> well, I, I don't think they listened. I don't think they 
Yeah, that, well, they did. They stopped listening to Swing. Play. They realized how bad Swing was and started to listen to rap. Yeah, um, I love Swing music. Swing music. I want to. I want to say that I think that prediction came true that we would be on a primrose path to hell. Now I don't know why a primrose. Why not just a regular paved road? Right. Yeah, a primrose path to hell. Uh, like but, so, I think, I think that he, I think that what he's saying is that he really did like the music, but if it's going to send us straight to hell, liking the, you know what I'm I saying? You correct. I think that's where we are. We are. Are we not there? Have we not reached the final destination or close to it? Can you- I mean, I mean, listen, if, if, listen. If a bunch of people disappear, I wouldn't be surprised. I'll tell you that. You know what I mean? I feel like. No, it's not even not even shock right now. Also on this date in nineteen thirty eight, I believe Adolf Hitler said, Get me some German pancakes for the Schwarzer. Uh <laughs> anyway, uh are you familiar with German pancakes, Willie? Have you had German pancakes? I don't think so. See, you guys are missing what is, out. What I'm is gonna, a German I'm have to dig up my grandmother and have her make uh German pancakes for both of you guys. Oh, we could ask your brother for her recipe. I, I was going to say, I don't think we need to be digging up dead people for me to get a meal. You know what I mean? But for me to get some breakfast. Grandma's German pancakes. I mean, you know, you don't know. You don't know. Well, we'll have to have, now this, you have to have your brother make the pancakes, but will he do it if he doesn't have good coffee? Yeah. German chocolate cake is one of my favorite things, and that goes great with coffee. Oh, way. I love German chocolate cake, but it, it, it is like it pales in comparison to a hummingbird cake. A hummingbird cake? I've never even heard of it. Get get yourself a slice of hummingbird cake. I'm gonna tell you, if you like German, cake, yes. if you like carrot cake, if you like German chocolate cake, hummingbird cake is what happens when you take those two cakes, put them in a mixer, and put steroids in that mother. That Dude, hummingbird that's, cake. That's, yes. Hummingbird you know what? Cake. I've been I've been asking my wife, what do I gotta do? What do I gotta do to get a blowjob? I bet you if I make her a hummingbird cake, I get one. I bet you after her mouth is empty again, which may not. A day in history. That was today in history. Uh, <laughs> wow. All right. I well, love you so much. <laughs> I know. I just cut everybody off with that. But that it's good. time to wrap this shit up, man. I got work to do. I, oh, know, yeah. Let's get I'm out of here. You got, you got lines to learn. You have lines to learn. You have to practice hugging. Besides having lines on, I gotta get, uh, I gotta get you guys some administrative stuff, some stuff about the show. Back, oh yeah, all that kind of stuff together. I have to get your book cover ready. Uh, I mean, the Rev's book cover ready for Sunday. The <laughs> best title ever for a book for a Reverend. Uh, yeah, we're probably gonna have to have some extra disclaimers. Just Please forgive me. Yeah. Uh, um, no, no. It's called <laughs> even a broken God is. Right, twice a day. Right, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a watch. I think that's a watch. Well, the, the, not a watchtower. The, the, the cover, the cover. He has a watch that has the face of God with two hands on it. Uh, you got so broken. much going on, man. You, I, I have to say, you are far more prolific than Tom Segura. Uh, <laughs> Is that a disease? <laughs> do, I need to, yeah. do I need to get a shot for that? You're, In a way, you're it's kind of the disease, uh, this uh, compulsive uh, need to keep creating content uh, with so many different things, with the parody songs, with the uh, thousand or whatever, how many uses for your urn, uh, all the things that you do. And then you're going out to open my, you, you, 
very busy guy and uh, productive guy uh, and exhausting, uh, to, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> anyway, that's the show for today. We're going to uh, end it there, even though it's a very awkward place to end it. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> you don't want to end it with saying something nice about me. <laughs> well, you got anything bad about him? Well, you know, I mean, we could we could pick who's going to be funnier than Tom Segura tomorrow. We could pick that person now, and then we could have like a a thing. All right, <laughs> you know what? You want to do that? You want to do that? Let's do this. Comedians who are funnier than Segura. Bum, get out of town. Now, it's very uh, uh, rare that we will honor two comedians in a single day with being funnier than Tom. Uh, Tom well, this is tomorrow's comedian. We're just announcing it early. No, we'll do another one tomorrow. This is, we'll, oh, we'll do another one. Well, we're we're going to do two. Bonus comedian. Now, it really is time to just end this nonsense and really uh, honor someone who has uh, been a loyal part of this program and a, a, a strong contributor to this program. Uh, big hand for Jamie Dykes. Jamie Dykes, ladies. Jamie Dykes, yeah. Oh, man. Just, you know, a retro, retro pick. I love ja- it. Yeah, Jamie will be with Carl uh, this weekend doing a live stream and then again next weekend from Jamie's did, house. So, Did you uh, break more? Did you break your trophy again? It looked like for Silly Jerry, to be honest with you. There. No, it was my tripod for my camera. <laughs> if we keep going, he'll just break down his entire house. And, and yes, his yes, house is going to burn I, down. I have a feeling this is how the washing machine broke in the first place. <laughs> um, anyway, that's the show for today. So we, it's time to say goodbye. Uh, you guys want to sing a goodbye song? Oh, no. I, I goodbye. Farewell. I'll be the same goodbye. I get lost. All right, they're gone. It's just you and me now. It's time to say goodbye and remind you uh, that you should turn on your radio and bye for now. That's the show. Now get out of here. Go home. I'll do my Tracy Ullman if you didn't know. Tracy, go home. You're terrible people. Go home, all of you.
to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to 